you're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 538. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. everybody welcome to the rooster Teeth podcast now celebrating four weeks of gus's vacation where the fuck is he uh japan he's in, is, it, is he in japan he yeah. posted that publicly I think right he he's is. in japan yeah i think he's in singapore today what you tell me hold on, hold on. Uh, first of all thank you for joining us <laughs> i'm technically gus's manager i have no idea where he is <laughs> our ceo is here so i have to do the business stuff uh brought to you today by goat express vpn and a little something we like to call rtx 2019 i'm Ooh. bernie does it go this way I'm not, that, Gus, I'm not Gus Cerullo. <laughs> I'm Ellie. I am Gavin. The problem is that we keep doing the intros, even though this is episode number 580, right, Eric? Uh, 538. 580, Just that's what I said. Okay, 538. <laughs> we still intro ourselves. We still get it wrong every time. Well, you started that in that time. That's why it's Well, confusing. it's different people every time, yeah. so no one's ever sure who they are. And here's the thing. If he starts, it's definitely not me next. Yeah, that's right? definitely. Uh, I, I was just like... <laughs> just zero. So, what do you think? It loops the, back around like it either goes around, go in the other way. It still wouldn't be me next. I guess. Mm? No, it wouldn't. No, mm. because go, of e. that, No, well, it wouldn't be age. There's no way to get it. Responsible for messing that up. I'm so sorry. Uh, old no, know yeah. the alphabet. <laughs> so we, we were talking <laughs> about right, right before we went live. I was talking with Ellie. Mm. Today is our 16th anniversary. Is that the way to say that? Birthday? Sure. Can you have birthdays for things that aren't Mm. for people? What's the what's the history of Sweet Sixteen? What you're jumping right into that, huh? I am. I, it's like I, I, it's I'm afraid to ask it because I'm already get like some kind of weird like <laughs> Victorian. Well, I was just we, were talking, we did a little promotional thing before uh, the show started, and we were singing different songs. Yeah, and That's one of social. the songs we talked about was should we sing "Sweet Little Sixteen by Chuck Berry? Even when you say it, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't right, sound does right, it? right. Right? It's a little. It's a little weird. In this day and age. It sounds like should that we, song should be called Can I Get Away With It? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are you legal yet? Right. <laughs> it's called Problematic Overtime. Is that what yeah. it is then? Is it like an age you, of consent You posted thing? today, right? Your, twi- your oh, yeah. tweet, Gav? Uh, yeah, I said, uh, congratulations, Rusty's now old enough to get railed in England. Mm. I think people, people thought I meant drinking, but I, I did mean no. sexual intercourse. Yep. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yep. <laughs> so listen, this is a little dating <laughs> hack. I think I've talked Chuck about Barry's one side of England. this. <laughs> If you're dating, if you're dating a guy, or dating a lady, I think there's two things you should always bring up on the first date. One is if you're dating a guy, casually bring up the age of consent and get it wrong, oh and boy. see if then he corrects you and gets it right. <laughs> there's a certain kind of guy who like has a catalog of all the states in the U.S. and their different ages of consent. It's a certain kind of guy that has that, and I don't know. Sounds like a certain kind of guy that should be in jail. Well, (laughs) right, exactly. It's like you want to know this on the first date Mm. if this person has like an encyclopedic knowledge. You're going into this first date really suspicious. (laughs) Always. Why why did you agree to this first date (laughs) if that's the kind of person you thought you were dating? I mean, half the people you're just trying to make sure they're not going to kill you, right? Right. Isn't that? I guess that's that's true. So another one you could be like, I really like your gun in your pocket. Well, you know what the female (laughs) version of that is? What? At some point in the conversation. She says something funny, whatever, or tells you a story. You just say the words, ha, ha, uh, that's, cr- that's nuts. You're crazy. Uh, just say that. Just not that. That joke is crazy. Specifically the you. words, you're crazy. Totally in context, totally offhand. 
If it goes by, it's no problem. If she goes, don't call me crazy, get the fuck <laughs> out right away. Because people in her life are calling her crazy all the fucking time. Yeah. And she has a reaction to it when she Well, when it. you're 16, you know, yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, what, I what, what, your would you hire someone knowing that they had taken someone across state lines to have some nice legal sex? How would we find that out? <laughs> wow. Wow. Welcome nice to the podcast, man. Legal sex. <laughs> well, we're all sixteen here. This one's listen. I would live one like all the other ones. If that, that came up in the interview, that point. would be a red flag. Mm, mm. Like, oh, what are you? Let's talk a little bit about stuff that's not on your resume. Mm. Well, well, uh, I just got back from Brazil. <laughs> or something. I don't know where you would go for that. <laughs> Gavin, let me ask you this: We're on a first date. What is the, what is the state that has the youngest age of consent in don't the US? idea? I bet oh, our fucking chat knows. I bet they'll know. Okay. But, what, but you know it because you, you're you going to verify it. So you know it. No, I'm just assuming they know. I'm going to guess like Louisiana because you could drink there. I'd guess like Alaska or something. Oh, uh, might Somewhere that they really need to probably do. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. So we have a weird thing now. If we're looking <laughs> off screen this way a lot today, <laughs> it's because for the first time we have chat up. Where in America can you have nice legal sex the earliest? <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? Is that Sweet 16? Is that where that comes from? I is hope it like not. it? Do we want to look this up? Well, as like stuff ripens, it becomes sweet, oh right? Boy, oh boy. I wish you'd stop, you oh know? Boy. Just immediately. Oh <laughs> I picked a great podcast to come on. Uh, let's see where we've been here in like a year. <laughs> Tennessee, <laughs> someone's like, Kentucky, Mississippi. We're just naming states now. I'm so scared. Huh. Look we'll at the next anniversary. Alabama. <laughs> Although, looking up sweet. It's coming up a lot. Havana? Alabama. Uh, Alabama's probably good. I feel like it was <laughs> it. I, I like, so there's some people who are just taking this opportunity to demean other states. I saw one guy, I was like, Georgia, probably. Yeah, look, they know. They know. Of course, they have- Like, they're ooh. all terrible there. I saw some really young so ages So it go sounds by. as though, ooh, ugh. Well, uh, <laughs> we have a map! Oh my god. Oh, look, it's Eric's lock screen that we have up now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, For is, there a, is yes. that a thing that says puberty? Wait, what? No. no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what it says. Pink. What is that? Oh, so th as long as you've hit puberty. That's not in the United States. That looks like the oh. Pacific. No? Where is that? That's somewhere like south of Mexico. That, there's a lot of places that are a little too green for my liking. So we're looking here at a map. <laughs> for audio listeners, we're looking at a map of, and I never realized how much one of the lakes in Canada looks like a flying goose. That's well, so appropriate. <laughs> 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 I never realized that until just now. But uh, we're looking at a map of the U.S. and Canada what showing the, ages of consent. Canada the, is like, like solid fifteen years old. With Ooh. the color coding, it looks like the lakes are twelve. There's two greens like, like if a very you're on a lake. You, you can have sex in the lake. Reason. Get off, get, off lake, get off the land and go in the get lake. Get off the lake. Fine. What is the age of consent on the International Space Station? <laughs> <laughs> Pull up that map again. I'm worried about Yikes. something here. I, I, I'm squinting to see it, but. The, it looks like the color for 13 and 17 yeah. are very close to each other. Yeah. And those should be really, really, really <laughs> I'm going to trust that 17 is the, is the way. Darker that, green one? Yeah. Your Honor, I'm not a pedophile. I'm just colorblind. Wait. <laughs> I'm red, <laughs> green, colorblind. <laughs> Sorry about that. Does that say 16 potential? Hey, it? what's another great topic to discuss, Bernie? <laughs> so, <laughs> we have the chat up here today, Matt, because yeah. today is... A uh, 24 hour period in which every single person can enjoy first content, including watching this podcast live. Yes. <laughs> so now you can contribute to, although the stuff that people are contributing is really gross and weird. <laughs> Someone wants to know how long my hair is. My hair is now exactly <laughs> this that, long. Yep. Get down a little bit. I had to pull it out because it, 
it goes curly and wavy and like it just goes in on itself after a while. After a while, well, hopefully. Like it starts it's to like a, implode. Yeah, when I was uh, I was in like salt water for a week and my hair was just straight out. You have a, kind of the same hair, right? You have naturally curly hair, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't do this to myself. <laughs> no? No. I'm, I'm, Everyone always I'm, thinks that I got a perm. I'm always I'm on like, the perms. No, actually, it is 2019. I didn't get a perm. Was your hair always curly, even as a kid? No, it literally was sort of like overnight when I was 11. Yep. Did you, you have a terrible you, experience? Was kind. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had a traumatic experience the next day. This happened to me. No. <laughs> no I, I was the same way. I had straight hair my entire life until I went to college. And then I got curly hair in college. And I don't know what the hell happened. like you caught a disease. I got curly hair. That's how I got curly hair. I caught the curls. Yeah. Didn't know a name. I used to hate it for a really long time, but now I like it. I think it looks nice. I'm having trouble. Sweet. Sweet 16 is a coming of age party celebrating a teenager's 16th birthday, mainly celebrated in the United States and Canada. I'm really nervous about reading this. Similar celebrations are found in different cultures around the world, such as the quinceanera in Hispanic countries. And Festa de Debutantes in Brazil. I thought it might be this. Is this is where like they introduce you to society? Like the debutantes in yeah. Southern society in the U.S., where they just have like it's basically like a beauty pageant kind, kind of. of? It's more that... like like you reach a certain age where you're, like you're allowed to go to the country club or it's some kinda... crap, and it's like. <clears throat> I mean, it kind of goes back to just like <laughs> please take my daughter away now. Kind of. And, or she's done with available this. for yeah. a union. Available for right. purchase. <laughs> yeah, basically. Someone to, to, to wed two houses together. Yes, yeah, I, exactly. I feel like the, the the parents want that to be the last thing they spend on that person. Well, so it's like a send off. Like, no, you gotta yeah. pay for the wedding. Oh, I guess you do. At least traditionally in the US. What happened to the dowry? What whatever happened to the dowry? I mean, come on. So, how did the dowry work? The dowry was like a payment that came along with the lady. Yeah, it was like, do you want this lady? You'll get a bag of gold. Yeah. Did, did it depend like <laughs> if she was not as attractive? Would it be like more? It payment? was just about how much money the family had. That was it. Yeah, or like you know, if uh, maybe it was a cow and not money. It was just like a, a gift you also <laughs> got when beans. you married the daughter. I will give you my daughter and four goats and a goat. You're welcome. She will come to you on a llama, and the llama's also yours. I've been, I've been reading this uh, book called Sapiens. I think I talked about it recently. It's about the rise of early man mm. and all the different species of essentially humans that existed, like Neanderthals, Neanderthals. I believe some people pronounce it. Someone's uh, having a like, stroke in the chat. <laughs> yeah, the Yikes. chat's going nuts. Uh, you know, what happens, it's, a, it's a fascinating book. It's all theoretical, of course, because we don't know that much. Anything we have that's evidence, the only things that survived were bones and stone, basically. So mm -hmm. anything they had in their daily life, like leather or wood, those things are just gone, you know, or mud. You know, they didn't, they don't, we don't have those anymore. Sounds like Dude, a really weird game of Catan. It does, right? <laughs> yeah. Does Neanderthal DNA show up on Ancestry? It does. 23andMe? It does. On those? Yeah. I think... You, you seem worried. <laughs> Yeah, what do you, what you No, 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 I'm just oh. curious. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you have a lowbrow skeleton in your closet. Secretly a Neanderthal, I might be. I think Maybe they thought secretly. I think they thought that Neanderthals were pretty much just wiped out and then they've discovered now. But there was like some Sweet, Sweet 16 happened for some the Neanderthals as well. Yeah. Can I tell you something cool that the guy Dave who taught me like some survival skills told to me? When I was like, yeah, yeah, when I was real struggling to make a fire one time, he was like, hey, if you think about it, you are like the descendant of the people that were best at survival. Yes. And so like you have this inside of you, inside your very DNA, you know how to do this. And I was like, that's not true, but very kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how to do this because like my great, 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 great grandfather could make a fire. But yeah, I feel like I wasn't born I with that's it. That's kind of a cool fact to think it's about. It's like a kitten immediately knows how to shit and bury it. 
But I have, I had you nothing. Didn't, I've never you didn't done have that, that one down. No. Trial and error for Gavin on the burying shit procedure. Hi, Do you think like way old times the dowry could have been just fire? <laughs> Maybe like they had fire and they're like, I've never seen that before. I will definitely really take. Cool. Ah, it's just a pilot you know, light. Your daughter, but then the fire burns out. And I'm like, that's cheating. What happened? Because <laughs> you don't know. You've never seen fire before. Oh, that's true. Like, thank you for this eternal gift of light. Ex oh, what? Exactly. Oh. And then it's gone, and you're like, oh, what? A trick. <laughs> well, there had to be a point in time before we learned how to make fire that gathering fire was a whole art. Like, they'd wait for a lightning strike, I guess. Don't just grab it. <laughs> yeah. I go get it, but then a rainstorm would come, and at least the first time they experience fire, they might not know that rain puts it out, and then they right. lose their fire. That's got to be a really fucking shitty day. You had oh. fire, and then you lost fire. What do you, what do, you do at this point? You don't know about the stick thing. You don't know about the stick thing. You don't know about the stick thing. You don't know how to do that. Did you Did you have to do that for your survival? You had to do I did. Two sticks or the, the tinder? I made a bow. That's so what it like spin yeah. stick? Yeah, so I made you, but you make a bow so that you just have to drive the bow back and forth and that spins the stick for you much faster than you can do it. Simple yourself. machine. It's wicked. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was really cool. And you did it. You made fire. I mm. did. I made fire. Yeah. And Dave was still not impressed. <laughs> he was, he was hard, hard to impress. impress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made this, I mean, Fair enough. Awful shelter, and he just he just made fun of me, and then threw a bucket of creek water at me. <laughs> it was a good day. <laughs> that was the original Neanderthal marriage, I believe. <laughs> you throw a bucket creek of creek water, water at the Bad woman that you're choosing. So after we got done with the sailing trip, Ellie grew up as a lifelong sailor. The first time I ever went sailing was in a vlog that we did mm -hmm. with Drew no. Baldwin, who came on this trip with me. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. why you dropped the thing in? No! no. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring it up. Yeah, she dropped the, uh, the winch handle into the water. I think literally it was great timing. It was right after she said, yeah, I grew up on sailboats. So I don't, and then literally, <laughs> boom, right And you over. are going to need that back is the thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but there was you a just third? 3D print another one. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. I'll just fire up down below. There is some stuff if you lose it, like if you're in the middle of the ocean, you got a problem on your hands. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're if you lose your last wind channel, and luckily there was a second one mm -hmm. on board that day. <laughs> we were in Lake Travis too, so it, okay. what would be the worst thing to lose? Uh, Hands. The hull. <laughs> probably. Uh, rotation? Both arms. Actually, I think the worst thing to lose. Probably the worst thing to lose. Single thing I would guess is the rudder. Yeah, it's probably the worst thing to lose because you can't, you can't replace it. it with anything else. Can you just put your arm? My down? dad lost the keel to his boat one time. Get the fuck out of here! How'd that happen? Because uh, it was a retractable keel because oh. it's made for going in and out of like shallow so it, channels. Does that mean the boat tips over? It well it makes it way easier to mm. tip over because it was had a really long keel. But he unwound it and was just like kept unwinding it and then just had this like thunk. And the boat like immediately goes like that. Yeah. For those of you who are not familiar with the anatomy of a sailboat, the keel the chunky bottom is basically this big, huge weight that yeah. weighs as much as the rest of the boat, but it's underwater. So, so that, that when it's tip. tipping like this, your parents will go, "Don't worry, we're not going to fall in." And you're like, "Okay." Yeah, and you're like <laughs> dipping into the water mm -hmm. while you're holding on to the lifeline. There's this like giant keel, but not anymore. Yeah, because when the wind comes. Old school sailboats, they'd have to sail with the wind, <coughs> but now they could sail. There it is, right there. The keel at the bottom. That's yeah, that big fin that at the boy, bottom. That's gone now. <laughs> no rudder on there, though. If you lose your rudder, you got a problem. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, I was just for the hell of it, I thought, I wonder what it would cost to like outfit a boat. Like, I went to a boat place, like a website, and started hitting configuration. Don't do that, by the way, ever. That's, that's a, a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. But I found out some amazing. Some of these boats now are to the point where, like a, a normal size sailboat, you can get a desalinization plant. On them to where they just make water, really. Oh, that's but that, cool. I thought that was, I thought that was, this is prohibitively expensive technology that was. Well, what's powering? Uh, I don't know. Wind? Gas, the diesel engine, I assume. I mean, surely you could just get a kinetic, like renewable energy thing. Because if you're going forward, it's going to be making 
Do you want a turbine? Did I just make up science? I have no idea. Because, <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, forward equals power. <laughs> that reminds me. So it's hy hydro powered is what you're saying. Yeah. But it's the wind that's doing it. So it's kind of wind powered. Right. Right. But using the boat as, as a really weird windmill. Conduit. Yeah, yeah. pushing it through the turbine spinning. Yes. Well, I don't know what power, so I'm assuming it's a diesel engine that powers it, but this thing, <laughs> some of these, some of these, like, <laughs> it's like, it's all this, like, renewable energy stuff. That sounds great, no, it's diesel. Yeah, it's just uh, yes. good old-fashioned. Actually, we're burning uh, whale blubber as fast as possible. <laughs> it's a dude shoveling coal. That's it. That's all it is. He's not even shoveling to fire, just straight into the ocean. That's he just right. shovels coal in. <laughs> read a horrible uh, story about uh, a pregnant whale that they oh, found God. that had something like 22 kilograms of plastic no. in its stomach. Just like, Ugh. that's like the legacy now, is like plastic and everything. I really feel like once we head back into like, things you can recycle like glass, we'll look back at these days and be like, whoa. <laughs> that yeah. was a real mistake when someone was like, I've made this thing! They should have been like, kill it! Stop. Don't tell anyone about it! <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. But this book I was Are reading, you? Sapiens, is like you, I mean, I feel like suddenly modern humans have had this incredible impact on the environment with carbon emissions and everything like that. It's kind of like what we've done the entire time. Basically, the world is separated, and this is all once again theoretical. It's separated into areas that humans reached and areas that humans didn't reach. And the areas that humans reached, it was like everything that was larger than a human went it, it completely extinct within about a thousand years of them showing up. Like they can trace humans showing up in a place and finding relics at a certain time. Like if they mm. showed up in 14,000 BC, by 13,000 BC, the giant sloths, all gone. Mm. You know, everything no bigger than woolly mammoths, gone. Like the moment humans showed up, they just started killing everything in sight. And mixed sloths burgers opened up <laughs> at the same time. So you know there's some kind of connection. <laughs> Maybe can't up. pinpoint exactly, but it seems like it's more than a coincidence. So you're saying we're just really lucky to have elephants and stuff. We're lucky that we haven't run through all the animals yet. It's like this isn't yeah. a new thing. We've been We're lucky on elephants a, taste bad. <laughs> we've been on a very steady path for a long time now. And pretty much will leave us alone if we don't try and kill them. So we're just like, yeah. let these guys go. Did you guys it, see the New York Times article about glitter? No. <gasps> is it really bad? I mean, it's uh, the article itself is amazing. So this late like glitter is a very secret industry. The New York Times is so prestigious, though. Can you imagine studying journalism and graduating? Yeah. Just you show up the New York Times and go, "Hey, we need you to do a story on no, glitter." But it's amazing. So every piece of <laughs> you glitter. You were talking about every, the Mariah Carey movie, right? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Oh. A little different. Every oh, piece bad. of glitter that's ever been made still exists and will exist for thousands of years because it doesn't <laughs> biodegrade. Most of it just sits on the ocean floor. That's the sad bit. That's very. The sad very bit. intriguing bit is that the biggest purchaser of glitter is a giant secret. And they do not want you to know that it's glitter. It's Mariah Carey. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> wait, wait. The wait. biggest, like the, the biggest purchaser. Yeah, the biggest secret? like manufacturer purchaser of glitter. The, like the company or the product that buys <laughs> the you, most glitter. A it's a giant secret, and they don't want you to know. And I think it's toothpaste. It's a surprise party that's coming. That's going <laughs> to be the, the biggest. biggest surprise party of all time. And no, you can't, the information can't, can't get know. out. You can't know that it's glitter. So they're just whoever's, buying it up. Whoever's birthday that is, there's going to be so much glitter. <laughs> They describe the inside People of the glitter die. factory, and it like it looks like something out of the Wizard of Oz because everything is covered in glitter. I would imagine so. It's really interesting. If you haven't read it, it's amazing. But I think that the biggest purchaser of glitter is toothpaste. What? Because they don't want you to know it's glitter. It's unlike you spit it out, so you're technically not ingesting it. Technically, yeah. This is my that's my theory. What I've been thinking you, about this a lot. What are you on about? <laughs> how what do you mean? How, how much you get from glitter to toothpaste? Because they're flex. Yeah, they have, like, what are those little shiny flecks <laughs> if not tiny pieces of glitter? I think they would have to disclose that though. Why? Like it would be fluoride. 
Yeah, but you just Paste. call it some, kind, it? Of some kind of chemical of name, and you don't know. See, if you have it's, it's so all, all of the glitter will end up at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we don't need the coral reefs. We've got a fabulous ocean <laughs> no, floor coming. No, it's bad. It's, bad. <laughs> it's very bad. It's very, very bad because it's so small. But yeah, it's a very interesting. I'm sorry, I just blew my mind. I read about this the other day. Is it Not, cut from big glitter, like sheets? How do you make it? They don't they know. It. It's a secret. No, wait, nobody knows how they make glitter. No, it's like. It, like, oh, it blows my mind. It's like all about like, like half recipe? lengths of light. Like it goes what? into how glitter is made, and it's like the half length of a ray of light. Uh, it, like it's <laughs> it's super cool, and I am having a really bad job of explaining it right now. But you should read it. I'll well, they it probably that's for the size of the glitter, but, but it's, it's probably it the works. layers, the two distance. The, if they get it half a wavelength of light, that's what makes the different colors, like on the reflection. Right. That's why oil. When you put on a puddle, make that little <laughs> rainbow. That's because it's just the distance of reflection with the layer of oil versus the surface of the water is enough to where you can see. That looks colors. really cool as well. Maybe we should put oil all over the ocean. That'd be great. On top. That'd be and great. then we have glitter under it, oil on top. It'll be perfect. And then we could spray it with whatever that chemical is that they say gets rid of the oil that just like then uh. settles to the ocean floor. This is such a depressing podcast. It's like uh, dry shampoo. <laughs> You wanted to talk about the feats of humankind. Yeah, in regards to Age of Consent. (laughs) And that's not depressing at all. We went from Age of Consent to extinction events to glitter. (laughs) I really don't know where to go from here. It's a party. Seriously. It is amazing. You should read about it. All right, since we're on depressing facts, we're bringing my depressing fact. Okay. Oh, Oh, I didn't prepare one. Sorry. So it's travel related, so it's very appropriate for Mm. our billionth podcast. Hey, why do we take the do I, why do we take the episode numbers out of the podcast, Eric? You explain yourself. Eric's answer was there's like five hundred of them. Yeah, it's because if you're a new, do we person, run out of numbers? Is that what you're claiming? Counting it's because if you're a new person, it's like it's a lot. Well, put it in the tags or something so we can find it. I just remember this is five thirty-eight. Is it? It's in the description? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Somebody said, uh, world's largest glitter bomb. That's what it's being prepared for. That would be a glitter bomb of epic proportions. <laughs> Tune into RT Life next week. Oh, could be like a De Beers thing, like where they're just buying up all the glitter to inflate the price of it. And they've got it in vaults. I think it's toothpaste. <laughs> you really what? Stuck what are you talking You're really about? stuck on the toothpaste thing. I think it must be the, like, whoever buys the most glitter is a big secret. Because, like, they interview this lady and she's like, I cannot tell you. But at like, some point, there would have been like, you're talking to somebody and like, what's in your teeth? No, you know, it's, so, it's so like, small. oh, that's just glitter. That's glitter. It's not right? like giant, like sequins. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not, you haven't turned into like you have a, a grill or Once you bring your toothpaste in the office. Because I mean, at most, I know what you're talking about, the little sparkles. Wait a minute, do you, are you using glitter brand toothpaste? Because that's your problem. <laughs> that's it, Glitter X toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. No, I mean, you know, what else could it be? Do you remember that um, anniversary podcast we did from the racetrack? Yeah. In Atlanta? Wasn't Michael lying on the floor the entire time? When he had had too much milk and (laughs) and too much speed. And he just had to lie down for half a day? Yeah. But that to me was like, oh, that was, that was what, like six years ago? Might be more than that, dude. Yeah. Was it the 10th? Was it the ninth anniversary? It was a big anniversary. Oh, it was our 10th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so So it was was nine, nine years ago. No, sorry, I'm going back to 2010. My math is bad. Sorry, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> immediately said, well, 2019, 10, yeah, it's nine years ago. I just feel like that was so far into the 
company's history. Looking back on that, I was like, man, this company's done a lot. Yeah, well, that was somehow life. six years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's really nuts. Like, uh, you know, it's this is a big one for me, the 16th one, because we had tried a bunch of different stuff. But really, the year that things started to take off was when we were in uh, Congress and there was like Achievement Hunter, RT Shorts started. Even later in that year, we started Immersion. Mm -hmm. And that was like year eight. So that was like halfway through from here. I mean, we had Achievement Hunter started. Or seven. No, it was earlier than that, right? Wasn't it year seven? It would have been when he came in for recreation. Season seven. Season seven. So, yeah. So it was like right there. So getting to year now, end of year eight. Yeah. You know, it or end of year sixteenth, like we're half the distance from that period of time, which yeah. is just like it's so crazy. That's like what was basically one show for yeah. a long time. And, and Gavin's still here for some and reason. Gavin's still fucking hanging around. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well now you got a green card, you're officially hanging around. I got a green card. Are you jealous? Yes. That's a process and Thanks. I know about that. <laughs> I feel like that green card? Do you want to? Do you have? Like I have a, one. I know, but do you want like other <laughs> English want people to go away? Like, <laughs> yeah, go away. Do you have competition now? No, not right. Not it took really. so. It no. took so long. It took yeah. a really long time. It takes so long. Because I looked in the emails. The the email for the lawyer that was like, "Hey, let's get a green card." Was twenty thirteen. Is that the same lawyer that that I found like way back in the day, or is it a different set of lawyers? Same company. I think different people. At the same Good company. gosh! Yeah, some of the people are probably like. Died, <laughs> <laughs> retired, or <laughs> moved on. But I think you know, I, uh, th there's a lot you can accomplish in life. But I think getting a green card in the middle of the Trump administration wow. is quite an accomplishment. That is true. Yeah. And I did like card mode. work, <laughs> right? <laughs> like yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I read something uh, this weekend that you and Dan finished Halo. I don't want to talk about it on Lasso, which is legendary. All skulls on, which is the hardest way you can play Halo. <clears throat> and let like, me let me describe some of those skulls. Um, blind skull, blind skull. You can't see your gun. You can't see how much ammo you have. Can't see your reticle. And every enemy is cloaked, including enemies that can't be cloaked, like Sentinels and Flood. You can't see anyone. It's it took us like thirty hours to get through the whole game that way. Did you do it in one straight go or no? no. We did it over like six weeks probably. Oh my god! And we, then we'd shoot in the day and then play that in the evenings, like. As a rest. <laughs> it was supposed to unlock some kind of achievement for you? Yep. And what but ha what happened? <laughs> we did it on co-op. And when you start Halo 2 in single player, you get a cutscene and then you get the sort of tutorial level where it's like, look up, look down. Right. Look left, right, stand the shield thing. Skips that on co-op, but you need to have done it to get the achievement. Wow. So, wow. 14 out of 15 complete. Oh. The way around it now is for me to do that tutorial on Solo lasso, yeah, and, and then, you're then done. and then beat the last level again in co-op. Mm. But you can't pick the level; you can only pick the playlist. And the playlist for me, because I've beaten it, starts at the beginning. Oh no! So I have to just do all of it again. Can I ask you a question? Didn't you see that coming? No, <laughs> because you have now. This, let me you ask clearly you a have a readout right there that you showed us on screen. Fourteen out of fifteen. You knew you were like twelve out of fifteen when you had two levels left. Well, I was. No, you didn't see it's it coming. It's not as easy as that, and I'm God, not as smart as that. That's fucking terrible, dude. It was <laughs> Cairo Station alone. The first level of Halo Two took us like eight hours. Are you gonna do it? No, really? I can't. I can't go through that again. I feel like getting another green card. <laughs> we got. So what was harder? What was harder? Getting the green card Halo or two lasso? getting the lasso? Oh well, my god! What, so was it lasso for Halo Two specifically, or the entire Master Chief Collection? Just Halo 2. Just Halo I've 2. I've got the achievements for the other games. So it's just one game. Just come back, uh, there's an game. achievement for doing 
<laughs> Bless <laughs> you. Of them. Excuse you. I got a I got Pirate Legend this weekend. Oh, congrats! A year it took me to get that on you Sea of Thieves. What? You haven't done Halo Two, Lester. So why don't you just do it on my account? Nah. No. No. I remember when we made Griff Ball, which was that was year eight. I think that was after two thousand seven. Was it? I thought it was after season. Was it? I thought it was after season five. No, it was after was season it, seven because he was no, he, no. It was it was, it was the year my five and season six. It, it was the year my nut exploded, which I think was two thousand seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay? No, that would have been four years in. That's impossible. We would have been in a. We still would have been we in. Were at, uh, we were. We the, started hey, at at Congress. It had to be Halo three. It might have been two thousand eight. Well, Halo three came out in two thousand seven. Well, yeah, but then it was a year and a half later when the DLC was coming out. Yeah, it might have been eight. Might have been eight or when nine. When did my ball explode? <laughs> <laughs> How anyway. do you not remember that? I wouldn't want to remember that. We had to, uh, for Halo 3, we had to unlock uh, all the armor, and we didn't have, like, developer editions. Oh, right. I I remember we we farmed that out to the community and said, hey, we just need, like, the Mark V helmet. Mark V took a really long time. That's Caboose's helmet. That was one of the hardest ones to unlock. And so we had about, we got, we registered, I think, 16 Xbox Live usernames, gamer tags. Farmed them out to the community, and then I think I forgot we paid them, paid them like some amount of money, and then some merch as well. If they would just level <laughs> them, them up to play Halo and put them in the credits as well. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you bothered with it because you could have just written Caboose out, and then you wouldn't have had to unlock that helmet. Or I could have not just <laughs> used the helmet and just give him a regular <laughs> helmet. I just thought it was funny to have him have the old helmet. But it became such an iconic look for him in it such did. a weird way, you know, yeah. that he was a standout one. Oh man, do you I, have two balls? I do, Ellie. Thanks for asking. Yeah, one of them is. Well, it's been through a lot. <laughs> One of them a has a, like a wire mesh around Just it. Just when you said exploded, I sort of feared the worst. It almost exploded. Okay. About the size of a, an, or, an orange, probably. Wow. Did you, <laughs> you just sit in yourself? Did I what? <laughs> Did you just sit in yourself funny? Uh, no, it just happened in the night. Yeah. And I was dressed as Santa at the time. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't get back into my jeans, so I just wore the loose Santa pants to the hospital. Sorry, this story is just 100% new to I'll, me, and I'm really. I'll tell you about it one day. Okay. I've already told it to the podcast. It's a Christmas tradition. <laughs> Once upon a time, I got hit in the ball so hard at work the other day. We um, <laughs> 2009. Was it 2009? Hmm? Yeah, you were right. Oh wow. Early 2009, but 2009. I think yeah. they talked about it on Off Topic, but we painted a moon ball black, and then turned all the lights off and filmed us throwing this ball around with night vision cameras. <laughs> And I got railed in the penis. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I, I went down for like two minutes. Why does it matter if it's painted black? We would, if it's that, dark. I mean, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> If you have all the lights out, who cares? Did you realize that as soon as you turned off the lights? That yeah. Why well, did we waste we, time painting we, black? We immediately lost the black one and just had to play. <laughs> uh, who was on the camera? Oh, they were just on tripods. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So everyone was a potential victim. Yeah. Did you get any of the cameras? Probably. I mean, there's no way of knowing. Really. <laughs> what about turning the lights back on? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a video. How recent was the one where you went over Jack's desk? Well, we celebrated Michael's um, one billionth second of being alive today, which was today. What time? Do you know the. 2.38. Really? 2.38? Something like that. And he wanted some sort of celebration, so I sprayed spray cheese into his mouth. <laughs> and then. Sure. Well, halfway through spreading it, it was looking a bit dark and brown, and then we realized that it expired in 2017. <laughs> oh, boy. yeah. So he tried to wipe it on me, and I, and I was yelling, I have the podcast today. Like, don't wipe it all over me because I don't want to go home and change. And then he chased me around the room, and then I was in sort of Jack's corner. Corner, like a box canyon. Ba- backed into a corner, and he yeah. said, you have nowhere to go. And I, in my head, I thought, oh, yeah? 
So I just took a dive right over, took out a lot of stuff. Over? I would say through. <laughs> through. Well, yeah. I, didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have really strong legs to propel me. <laughs> Straight over him. But uh, surprisingly, nothing broke, which is always nice. Yeah. Except for mud. I burned myself. Ugh. Not just now. I burned myself last night helping fucking Teddy make some beef Wellington. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, that's like, I know, right? That's the like the last accident thing. I've ever had. No, it's uh, Teddy I learned how to make my son to cook a beef Wellington. <laughs> beef Wellington, it's cool. I mean, what do you guys do? The be fuck are they teaching about school, dude? <laughs> I, I, and he had a presentation uh, at, at Teddy's school. He has to give a presentation once a year. He has to have this project. Popping my dad's thumb. No, this was, uh, he did a culinary one where he made tomato pie. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> he made beef Wellington, and I've nailed it. I'll send you a picture of this thing. It's amazing. Like I, I'm legitimately impressed at how well he did making beef. Was Wellington. it better than the one that Jeff and I made? Yes, I would say it was better than the one that you guys Bullshit. made. And then he made a, uh, as he calls it, uh, creme brulee. Is what <laughs> I think that's how he pronounces it. He just wanted to do the whole thing just so that he could use the blowtorch mm. on the creme brulee. It's the funnest bit. Yeah, and uh, so I was so impressed by the beef Wellington. I said you could. You gotta come and make this at the house. And so he did. You so, used a blowtorch on your thumb? And I got fucking burned somehow. What happened? <laughs> Jack a, just wrote to me, you sneaky bastard. What did I do to Jack? Jack Patilla? Yeah. Maybe he's replying he to somebody else. He wants to be Wellington, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I'll send you a picture of this so you can see this thing. Do you think we could use like a flamethrower to make the biggest creme brulee? Oh my god, how big? Like a, a like kid's in a, paddling in a, Yeah, like yeah. in a paddling pool. Oh, this is the uh, unfortunate incident from earlier today. Oh, this no. is on our Achievement Hunter Instagram. No, you can follow it. Thanks. Oh, oh, oh. so hideous. That, you know that does look like a good celebration right there. I mean, there, there was very little we had to choose from. It was either that or WD forty. No glitter. Oh. <laughs> Didn't show the bit. That is disgusting. So, Matt, what is your <laughs> fondest memory from sixteen years of Rooster Teeth? This podcast, for sure. Oh. <laughs> the the, the first conversation. <laughs> I have. Uh, it started so well. <laughs> You know, I, uh, actually, I mean, just getting to 16 is pretty crazy. Uh, Barbara posted something, I think, about she was younger than 16. You were younger than 16. I was 14, yeah. Right? Yeah. When you started watching. The majority of my life at this point. Yeah. I did a bit at the Ask the CEO panel last year talking about companies that started in 2003 that failed. Right. <laughs> the, have I done? Have I have I told you this bit? No, I actually haven't. I was going to list things I was going to ask you about today. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that list. So, I mean, Yvonne said something to me one time about how only like four percent of companies make it to ten years. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then the odds go down, you know, more and more as you go uh, further out. So I thought, well, what were the other companies that went out of business that also started in two thousand three, along with us? Because it's, you know, cool to think we've been in business that long, but it's even more fun to make fun of other companies that went out of business <laughs> and started at the same time as us. So the, the first one that I thought was really re relevant to us was Napster. Oh, right. And I used to say, like, Napster started earlier. It did as the original file sharing free illegal service, right? That oh, great area. Yeah, great area. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I remember me and you talking a lot about the – RIAA and how they were suing uh, people who had downloaded music. They end up suing twelve year old girl. In years. Yeah, haven't thought about that yeah. organization. And uh, and but then they reformed as a pay service in two thousand three. Napster, not the Napster. RIA. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, 
and but they went out, out of business pretty soon after that. And the other one, and another one, really closely connected to us. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm going to say because you have it written down. What? What is it? My, I know. I there's one I remember in particular. MySpace. Oh, okay. No way. I remember. MySpace, I remember Hooters Air was on your list. The yeah, Air but that, I, that was my punchline. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's you're the setup guy tonight. Okay. You're Gus. 2003. Uh, MySpace. And what you said, if we'd stayed on MySpace, we would have been. Yeah, if we spent all our time like marketing on MySpace or building our presence on MySpace, we would have just been trying to get as many friends as we could. You know, more than a who was it? Who's the comedian that's on there? Uh, Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. But then who's the guy? The Dane Cook. Nipsey Russell. Yeah, Dane Cook was the other one. Yeah, that was Dane Cook. Had so oh, many, Dane like Cook. a million yeah, friends on Facebook or something like that. Yeah. So, and then you know, MySpace goes away. <laughs> there was at that point in time, we did not think. It was possible for a site like web a website like MySpace to just go away overnight, no. you know, and it didn't overnight, but it went away really fast, you know. And there was a lot of people like Tequila Tequila who had their whole presence on there, and yeah. then what are they gonna do? Like start that all over again somewhere else? Start it was it over also really cool to watch the way the company adapted to not just doing one thing successfully, because I feel like a ton of companies try. It's like, oh, we need to not just have this one all our eggs in one basket, and everything else kind of doesn't work, and then it's just. Well, speaking of that, like, the next about? one on the list, Hooters Air. <laughs> Before Hooters Air, Spike TV. Oh, right. Do you, do you remember our interactions with Spike TV? Yes, we were, I believe, if the era was correctly, this was, this, I'm going to say 2008 for everything today, but it was about 2008. Yeah. We were going around with the Red vs. Blue animated show, which ended up in season 14 of Red vs. Blue. Uh, it was like a G.I. Joe Saturday morning style cartoon for RVB, that was what we were taking out to TV and going to keep the web show where it was. One of the places we went was Spike TV, <clears throat> and they told us after we pitched it, and we even said, you know, I think at that point, Mashable.com had said that we had the most male audience online. We were 93% male viewers and 7% female at the That's time, right. according to Mashable. That's right. And so we said, yeah, so this is Spike TV, the network for men. You know, that's something we're going to bring up in this meeting that we have a really male audience. And they're like, yeah, we're not really we're not really like trying to make programs for young men anymore because we don't know. They don't watch TV. We don't know where they went. And we're like, we kind of know where they went. <laughs> and they said, yeah, we're really our demographic that we're focused on now is women over 40. Is that what it was? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. The guy said it very Spike straight face. TV. The network for women, women over, 40. over 40. Yeah, it was nuts. And like they, they were just doing uh, lead ups to like syndicated shows that they had. Right. Like they would take shows from networks. And I, I just thought that one was crazy <clears throat> that we both started in 2003. Because if at that time you had gone back and placed a bet on which entertainment company with a name that was a euphemism for penis <laughs> would have lasted longer, I, I think you would have Dude. probably said Spike TV. Yeah. So I, I just I, – I had – and I hope this is true and don't debunk this to British people over here. I had such a revelation reading about something because I'm working on this medieval thing right now and I was thinking, I want to go back and watch Holy Grail because I love Holy Grail so much. Monty Python. Is that a dick reference? Because Monty and Python? Is that like naked yeah. dick? I don't think wow. so. And I never realized yeah. that. I like, think it was, it was about something but I'm not sure if – I mean that's – you know, like um, – that means like naked python, right? Yeah. Isn't that the slang? It's like steely Dan. Oh, I feel but... like I should know that. I feel like I've failed some sort of test here. Right. <laughs> I, it was something that I was like, I looked at it, I was like, oh, I don't feel so fucking bad about Rooster Teeth now. At least Rooster Teeth was a nod to that early audience. Yeah, but Rooster Teeth isn't the penis. No, it's, it's the not. The penis getting no. bitten. It's like a level beyond penis. It's cockbite, yeah. Yeah, we turned the. 
I don't think we, no, I don't think we it meant anything. up that penis joke. <laughs> well, there was even a moment in which I even thought I we could name the company Cockbite Productions, but I didn't want people to get credit card charges from cockbite.com. Appreciate it. As a 14-year-old, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where Rushi came from. We did and sell that cockbite shirt once. Remember that? And the kid got suspended or something. Wasn't that the 69 shirt? Oh, this is pretty No, we good. sold that too. I think we We've gotten a, a bunch of weird uh, like suspension notifications. Yeah. One kid got su- suspended for the Blarg shirt. That's right. And another kid got suspended for wearing the Blue Army shirt because it was a racist gang. The teacher was like, I know what that is. That's a racist gang. You can't wear that shirt here. He goes, no, it's a web comic that I watch. It's Blue Army. It's one of the teams on the thing. And she's like, no. Nah. And they got suspended for no not way. taking off his racist shirt. <laughs> I and to this day, I still don't know what the Blue Army, what they were trying to reference there. I got an answer for you on that. Okay, go for it. So Monty Python, it doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, yeah John, Cleese, John Cleese and Michael Palin were given the task of coming up with a name, and they didn't, basically, they didn't do it for ages. At first, they came up with absurd names like Algae Banging Hour, Toad Elevating Moment, and The Horse's Spoon in a Bucket. But the BBC rejected all of them, and they were getting very upset. So they decided on Flying Circus first, and then they just thought Monty Python was a funny name. Huh. Sure. That's what they Sounds say. Sounds anyway. like uh, the top South of the Park. morning to you. Yeah, top of the morning to you. <laughs> Sounds like the South Park thing, where every time they went to the MPAA, they kept getting rejected, and you know, for their R rating, they wanted to give them the NC seventeen rating, and so they just kept coming back with something that was more euphemistic, but way, way dirtier in every single <laughs> cut. And eventually, after they submitted enough cuts, the MPAA was like, "Okay, fine, give them <laughs> okay, sure." And they would just make it worse every time. That's a story that they was tell. Was there? So was yeah? Was two thousand three just a year of? Those kinds of names, because now that you I mean we were, you mentioned Hooters Air earlier, and Hooters is just they had an airline. Hooters the airline. restaurant had an airline. Yeah, because if like you're not making money with girls in skimpy clothing serving chicken wings, <laughs> it's crazy. Put it on a, a, a plane. Where did that fly? That must, I'm means, gonna guess it was like it was like South, South Carolina. Carolina to Fort Lauderdale. It was like the <laughs> yeah. only flight that that Hooters. Some of the, it was like it only ran during spring break. Uh, how do you stuff? not put the windows in the middle of the O? By the way, how do you miss that design? I mean, the owl is looking through the double O's. O's, by the way. Those are O's. Those are sure, O's, yeah. Yeah. So were the staff on the plane yeah. dressed like the waitresses? You can imagine. I, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think the Otherwise you're going to get some really upset were... customers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I paid good money for this ticket. I can't see the outside <laughs> of the plane from in here. <laughs> you know when Both you land it. somewhere and they tell you the time zone change? Who does there? Age of consent. They just tell you where you land. If you look to your left, you'll see 17. <laughs> we're, we're now entering a 50. Can you just imagine how messy one of those flights must have been? Gross. What's wrong it with you? It was just like, just like, all the, like, like, Not like an orgy wings, plane. No, it's just like wing sauce <laughs> everywhere. Oh. What's wrong with you? Because that's what they have. They're not, they're not going to serve peanuts. They're serving like hot wings <laughs> to everybody. And there's turbulence. There's just hot wing sauce everywhere. Is who just out of business now at the restaurant? No, gone? no, the, the airlines out of business. How do you get fried chicken wings so wrong? How did they manage that? Do you think <laughs> they spent too much time on their aviation plan? It's really <laughs> incredible, like how bad those chicken wings are. To me, we have a restaurant in Austin, very mm. nice family restaurant, Plucker, right there, the family restaurant, Pluckers, which is a chicken wing place. It has thrived in Austin. Is it Hooters. family restaurant? I, mean, I think it's like a, there's a guy bar. named Plucker. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think John that Plucker started that? They were Anything with to... a rooster did I get worried about? You know? <laughs> maybe, maybe the airline was a mistake. Like someone was researching wings and they accidentally like, <laughs> sent an email <laughs> wrong. Like, that's a great idea. Instead of de-icing <laughs> the planes, they just used hot barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> and that's it. They used the, what was their sauce called? The nuclear? Uh, the, the control room's being very quiet. I know you guys go to Hooters. 
What was the it's name closed. of their very spicy sauce at Hooters? Who are you calling out? Eric Badur. <laughs> me? Why? Why me? Because they had like WWE night at Hooters, and I'm sure you showed up for that. I've been to Hooters like twice ever, dude. How yeah. was it? How was it, it? It was weird. I went with like, I worked at an IT job, and the guys were like real into it, and I, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it's real uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable restaurant. What was the <laughs> restaurant that uh, yeah. Joel and Jack used to go to every day? Oh shit! It was like not True Lux. Uh, it was Twin Peaks? Not Shakespeare. No, that's close. It was, it was one of those. Yeah, I was right around the corner from the old it office. Was, uh, it's where I watched Obama get inaugurated. That's just daddy's. a weird thing. Daddy's <laughs> well, boobs uh, and food. <laughs> oh, like, what the hell it was, was it? like tops and bottoms no. or something like that. What? Bikinis? Yes, bikinis. <laughs> yes, bikinis. I think I went to bikinis with both of them. Who said that? It's not me. It's someone else here. They know all this. So, stuff. what was the hottest sauce at Hooters? For God's sake, somebody tell me. For <laughs> okay, so the last one on the 2003 businesses that failed. Strangerhead. No, what was, what was it? That was a 2004 business that failed. 2003 failed business of the decade. Trump mortgage. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, really. Yeah. But it did last a full four years. Oof. Good for him. A whole presidential term. That's right. <laughs> you fuck up a mortgage business. I mean. Eating too many wings, probably. So they went under in 2007. So he was ahead of the curve before 2008 when everything crashed. When they crashed, yeah. God, that was fucking <laughs> crazy. So what you're saying is that of all the companies that started <clears throat> in 2003, Rooster Teeth, is, is the greatest, of, of, all, of, greatest of all time, would <laughs> yes, you say? It's one of them. All right. Well, well I want to remind everybody, alive? this episode of the Research Podcast is also brought to you by GOAT. If you're buying sneakers online, there's more than a coin flips chance that the shoe you're looking at is a fake. How can you be sure it's real? GOAT.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest, menu, mar, me, largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Jordans and over 600,000 sneaker listings. They made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. They do this by only accepting sellers with the best reputation and by verifying all sneakers to ensure their authenticity for buyers. Every detail is inspected from the stitching and color to the size and weight. GOAT certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site matches exact factory specifications with over half a million sneakers on the platform and 10 million users. You won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. I've been watching all the MCU uh, movies and for we, we just got through with Black Panther and there's a mm -hmm. whole scene where the sister character gives him these shoes and it's like, I just want that pair of shoes. Although I have to say, it's a weird thing in an MCU movie. It was dated by the fact that she did a what are those joke right before it. It's like, should never do in a, in a <laughs> like mainstream a movie a meme joke. Because by the time the, the <clears throat> movie comes out, the meme joke is bad. Mm. All right. Find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at goat.com slash teeth. I'm going to look for my Black Panther sneakers there. That's goat.com slash teeth. Plus, you'll also be supporting the Rooster Teeth Podcast, which we appreciate. You've got to go right now before the sneakers you want are gone. When you go to goat.com slash Rooster Teeth, that's G-O-A-T dot com slash teeth. Should we do some recommendations for what people should watch on first? Have we done that on this? Sure. Sure, let's do it. You go first. What has the best Yeezys? Genlock, I would say right now, it's like if you're tuning in and you haven't seen Genlock because you haven't had first this year, <clears throat> you should definitely watch Genlock. I know, I know a, a, a guy that works in programming who has probably a lot more to say about this, and I'm fresh out of tea, so I should probably tag out, should I not? Bye, Elle. Thanks. Everybody say bye to Ellie. Bye, Ellie. Bye. bye. bye.
Ch Chad, is that what we're saying now? You work in programming? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. I would I would recommend the weird place. Chad checking in, everybody. Say hi, Chad. Hey, how's it going? Did you did you oh, enjoy this is the thing now that Ellie and I are just swapping out on podcast? Someday, Ellie. Well, Matt said yes. So when Gus was on his what now fifth week of vacation? Why? Well, I got to talk about this at some point. Did he did he like go to you one day, Matt, and go? I'm going on vacation was, for four it weeks. In, it was here two weeks ago. No, no, he what? wasn't here for the live podcast. Gone. That was last so, week. Are you okay? <laughs> How long has Gus been gone? <laughs> like two weeks. No, nah, four weeks. Okay, five weeks. Five weeks. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. It's been about a year. It's too long. It's I, too long. I agree. <laughs> when Jeff took his sabbatical, Eric, he got alcoholism like a man. And that's why he took it. And have Gus just fucking filing a report and saying, I'm going, I'm leaving for a month and a half, six months, whatever he's been gone at this point. I just miss Gus. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's why I'm here, professionally filling in. So, Gab, you're saying watch the weird place. <laughs> yeah, watch the weird place. Um, but don't well, yeah, because the end, the final episode hasn't come out yet, so you've got to see almost oh, all of it. <laughs> look at you, <laughs> so close. The good marketing strategy. Yeah, and then you'll have to sign up. There was something else too that I thought was weird timing for this. I forget what it was. Now. <clears throat> anyway, what Matt? What would you recommend everybody watch? Um, all of those things. Uh, Genlock, the Docks, Weird Place, Haunter. Um, you can watch the movie with Laser Team and Bloodfest. You can watch both of those. Um, hey, uh, not to diminish our own uh, promotion here, but did YouTube make Laser Team public for everybody? Like, there was our summer red. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I saw a weird article about that too, but I don't, I don't think they did. Steph is coming in. Steph's coming in. Very important document for you, Matt. <laughs> you want to sign a contract but it seriously on camera? Is? <laughs> oh. Someone's gonna be blow <laughs> someone's gonna be blowing <laughs> up that contract. This is great. One this day actually, we'll. Let's, Thank you. Yeah. One day we'll know so, what that was, and it'll be significant. How many pages is that I, document? I, it looks big. I, you know, I signed that one digitally the other day, but I I thought that might come back. Yeah, or maybe like, but that, that was, was just a contract was... for her to get a raise, and she sprung it on you in the podcast, so you wouldn't read it. Steph, should yeah. we be worried that you're running out of here? Yeah, she really like, is. Yeah, she signed it and then bolted. That was yeah. her own raise, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so we've uh, turned over the company to Hooters Air. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be guys like Three Mile Island Hot Sauce. That was Gus's approval for a two-month vacation. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that was. I'm gonna keep that in mind. If we never need something signed real quick, just spring it on Matt on a podcast. <laughs> See, I, I, I have a theory about Gus, is that he doesn't tell anybody in advance what he's gonna do, so that you won't notice, like, how egregious he's being with stuff like this. Like, I, I'm gonna get dates on this, and I'm gonna figure it out exactly. Like, what's an acceptable amount of vacation? Well, two weeks is extreme. I knew that he was going to go like a month ago, dude. You did, Eric. Yeah, I knew. How, why, how did you know what I didn't know? Because he said, hey, I'm going to be gone for these podcasts. And how many I podcasts? Said, like six? Two. <laughs> this one and last week. Nah, more. Guys, if you're watching at home, thank you for tuning in. Gus will be back next week, uh, and we can't wait. His plane we'll lands at 4 p.m. on Monday. I yeah. feel like a lot of people... He's stretching it out. A lot of people take vacation, but you only care when it's Gus. I do. I don't want him to be happy. <laughs> I feel like it's bad. Well, Can you you're winning. What, I know. What happens if Gus comes back and he's rested and fresh-faced? Uh, Who wants no, to see that? Point. Give that's it a, a day. Point. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, start asking him about his exact dates and then he'll, he'll be right pissed off immediately. I'll make him have one conversation with like Max and Christina and John Reisinger and he'll be like rah, 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 rah. God damn you. <laughs> All these young people sucking away his energy. Yep. I needed him for an end screen, and no one seemed to know when he was coming back. Because when I was like, like I needed okay, it forever. So it's in, it's in the system. Like, there's a tool that we have where you have to request. 
Yeah, you know? it, yeah. Thing, and I'm sure he did it. I told him that it never. I can never get my sign-in to work, so I don't see when he's requested vacation time. But he's very like meticulous about actually putting it in. So it's just <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm sure he put it in there, and I just missed it. Speaking of which, oh, I wonder if it, it might be our fault. So way back. Um, Craig didn't want to deal with approving uh, people's uh, PTO, and I was like, I'll handle that because I did a lot of the HR stuff for ScrewTech. And we tried to get it set up in the system that Craig was their report team manager, but all the requests went through me. And at one point, they were like, when I checked in, I was like, what's going on with that? They're like, oh, we tried to do it, and actually Matt lost the ability to see anyone's stuff. And then they were like, so we're not going to do that? that? You just admitted it on camera. I thought they said, <laughs> but then they said they weren't going to go through with it. I never got access to how do you even stuff. figure out a way to break something like this? Is like not even. Like, I don't know. It all went like Chad. A, no, I don't see anybody. Chad, this nobody. Like, Matt, this is if, huge. So did say, you approve Gus's is, vacation? No, <laughs> I think you did. I didn't get to see any of it. How that, long of a, a vacation would you approve for Gus? Like, what would be uh, no way? Um, I, I, well, I'd, I'd approve just like. You know, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Just like an infinity symbol. <laughs> I, I think we should give that responsibility to the newest employee at all times. Approvals? Yeah. PTO approvals. Mm. That's like an interesting way to keep Although that, that, that <laughs> switch hands like every like, single week. That would, might make things tough. <laughs> that might be confusing. great, actually. Like, the newest employee should approve all your vacations. Ooh. Like, that would be, that would be their responsibility. Like, the intern. Apparently, Chad approves my vacations now. I guess. I don't know. No, I never got access to it, so I assume they reverted everything back and we were fine. Who's they? Who's they? Yeah, who's yeah, they? I was talking to the HR. I was they. talking to the HR. Still too vague. We I don't need, remember. Names. It's been a while. Do they still work here? Can we say Glenn's name? Glenn. <laughs> it's probably Glenn's fault. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to throw anyone else under this bus before it hits me. Um, so, speaking of which, I almost got, I almost died this morning. What? What? Um, I was on the highway, and you guys, I'm sure you've had this where like a semi is changing lanes to right next to you and you always think like what if they don't stop that happened uh so i had a concrete divider on my right side and then the semi comes over and then i'm clearly like all he has to do is look in his mirror and he can see me 100 percent. and then the blinker's still on and it just starts coming and i'm like yeah. no there's no way this is actually happening so i just like slam on my horn and he keeps coming over and so i go over to the right as far as i can and my mirror taps the concrete Ooh. divider as I'm slamming on the brakes and the horn and the guy finally sees me and then backs off and I just like Had a terrifying moment, oh, um, God, but all I got was a tiny little scuff on my mirror um, But there's a point where like his tires were literally about to touch my car and I was about to hit the concrete divider Yikes, you should have had one of those really low cars and like gone under I thought about it like uh, fast and the furious style I did have that moment because the tires were right here and I was like I'm hitting on the, I'm hitting the brakes and I'm going back and I'm like, but should I speed up and try and get under it? It wouldn't have worked mm. <laughs> You probably would just like terrifying. cut, yeah. shave the top of your car off as it came over. Yeah, mm. if cartoons have if cartoons have taught me anything, it's that. Luckily, That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, in Austin, traffic is never going faster than about fifteen miles an right? hour at any point in time. That's so if you're on the freeway. I'm assuming you were in bumper to bumper. Oh God, no one ever speeds here. I know that sounds terrible. You can't. How like, could you? There's a car two feet Dallas. in front of you. I know. You, People it, drive like maniacs. Houston Dallas. too, man. Right, and then you come down here, and it's like, listen, five over is acceptable. Okay. Five over is like my go-to, but they I, all drive five under down here, and it's just infuriating. Have you been going I, like I've been going eighty-five on in the left lane in Dallas highways and get it, honked? Oh, people yeah. ride your ass and honk because they're going too slow. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> it the speed limit? Is eighty-five the speed limit in Dallas? No, God, no. Everything's like sixty. Oh, is it? But they fuck it. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. 
Houston is like turn signals don't exist in Houston. That's just, I, in fact, I still to this day think turn signals are optional. Like if someone criticizes me for not using a turn signal to change lanes, I'm like, but you don't have to. You actually do need to do that. You need to signal your changes. I was like, oh, we didn't learn that in Houston. I know, Gavin's like, I'm coming over. Look at the idea with body language. Well, you can actually. If you don't want to turn in your blinker, you can roll out your window. You can put your hand out and you can do the sign. This is turning right and this is turning left. So I find I try to do that on a bike. I find that's harder than it seems. Like, it's one like, thing to take your hands off the handlebars, but leaving one hand on the handlebars and doing machinations like the Macarena over here, it's like it does fuck with my balance a little bit. <laughs> it's waving. It's like, not like this that. though with the stop. And this this <laughs> this one's easy. How fast are you going? This like, way. If you're going like, more than five miles an hour, it doesn't really have that much effect. You if, got, I, got the, if it got the one hand on, then you get a little bump and you go, can only compensate with one hand. <laughs> the secret me. is it's your fucking bike. I, I get so mad at bikes when I'm in the car, <laughs> but when I'm on a bike, I just say, look, fuck it. Every other biker in the world pretends like they're a pedestrian when it's convenient. I'm going to do the same fucking thing. Okay, the car <laughs> cross thing, cross the car thing and the, the turn signal. Yeah. Uh, JD just had his driver's license. Sorry. Much better driver than I am. Right, if you had to go back and take the written portion of the driver's test, <laughs> how do you think you would do? Oh, I'd fail. I'd probably fail. So I, I have actually something that happened this weekend. <clears throat> uh, JD scored higher than me. On the SAT. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. Yeah. And the way I told him that was he told me a score. And I was like, that's 20 points higher than I got on the SAT. Shouldn't have done that. It's admitting weakness. No, I didn't. I go, oh, we got the same score. Nice. I, I lied to go. him. I lied to my own son. <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen. I just, I, this is the first time I've admitted it, even to myself. that What's he got the gain from lying? Just dominance. I don't know, you know, just... I mean, I don't want him to think he can take me in my sleep or something like that. But yeah, I, I straight, I straight up fucking lied to him. No, when you have kids, yeah. like you need them to think that you know more than they do because if they don't, it's just endless arguments. Oh yeah, because they won't like blindly follow you anymore. Like, right. You say something like, "We should do this," and you're like, "No, be like, <laughs> oh, my daughter's already there and she's six. Uh oh. And so, like, There's a whole. Did, yeah, I, did I, I, I tell believe, you the story I about the goblins? That game. No. <laughs> the story about the goblins. <laughs> what? I think I told this on on off topic actually, but um, so. She, we've always taught, you know, Kira to like, hey, question everything, right? You know, like, that's oh, good. I like, I'm sorry, you did tell me this one. Yeah. I did tell you. Did I think you told us on the live podcast, didn't you? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I mean, I just heard it. So ahead, I, don't, I don't need to tell you because I don't want to, like, spare, you know, if seen. Long story short, she thinks goblins are real. Uh, and she argued with me to the ground. And when I finally was like, scientists would have found out goblins are real. And she's like, well, they didn't think dinosaurs were real until they found their bones. So they haven't found their bones yet. Goblins are real. And I like, I just didn't know it. I got nothing. Could be deeper. I got nothing. What do goblin bones look like? I don't know. Dinosaur bones. Smaller. Soon they'll find him, and then my daughter will be right. <laughs> so anyway. I would not do well on the driver's test. I'm pretty sure. Why? Because you don't know the rules. I failed it once. I failed it when I when I moved to California. Yeah, I had like let my license lapse, and so I just waltzed in. I was like, I'll just get my license real quick, and and all the things about you know when to use turn signal, what color are the curbs, and all that stuff. I failed it by like one question. I couldn't believe it. As an adult, it seems like you shouldn't, like, once you've gotten over that hump. So, like, I was doing geometry with my mm -hmm. kid, you know, this weekend, and it's like, I don't know how to do geometry. Nope. Like, I had to do it. <laughs> but but that I makes sense kid. because you haven't needed to do it in so long, but right. you drive every day. <laughs> I know, but, like, the written portion, like, I can drive, I know how to drive, even though, it's, you know, but, like, <laughs> well, now they have autopilot cars, so it's like, how much longer oh. do you even need to drive? But That's what everyone says. There's still no excuse for not being able to drive. No, sure. But the written portion of the test, it's like there's more stuff. Like how far back here's, – here's a question I remember missing. How far back from – Fire hydrant? No. A car? Okay. From a Two uh, railroad track crossing do you need to stop? At the white line. 
Yeah. No, no, that's the there's answer. no white line. It's like, is it 25 feet, 35 feet, 45 feet? I'd say 25, 30 Which, from what, the track or from the, the, from the railroad track? Okay. 45. 35. 45. I don't know the answer because I failed it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is a question you need to know. But they huh. didn't tell you, like, what you got wrong? Because I find that's the stuff I remember the most is stuff I got wrong. That when they, stuck with when me they talk to you and then, and then you, well, I, they, I don't remember there being a, like, a let's help you figure this out part of that. It was just, you, you failed, get out, come back later. Think about what you've done. Yeah. I know I made the right call by lying to my son because, as he said, I got this score on the SAT. I go, I said, I, we got the same score. I got the exact same score. Total lie. <laughs> and, and, and I go, and that's your first time. I go, I, I, I took it once as well, and I got that score, which was enough that I, I wanted to get into Notre Dame, and that was high enough for me to get in. But I was still 20 points lower than what he said. He said no, <laughs> and then he goes, oh, well, probably when you were going to college, that was a good score. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So he's like, he's like facing down of just like, it really is very different. As, a, as an example, uh, University of Texas, I did not even apply to go to UT, which is the school that I went to. Yeah, I applied to go to Notre Dame. I was, grew up in a Notre Dame family. I was a Notre Dame kid. I was gonna go to Notre Dame. I got took all my courses in high school in order like exactly what Notre Dame wanted, like including physics and the AP courses that they wanted. Did all that. Got the score on the SAT they wanted. And my dad was an alum. He's a, got one of his masters at Notre Dame. And uh, applied, and I got in Notre Dame. And then my parents, after all that, go, yeah, we can't afford to send to Notre Dame. And it was gonna be twenty one thousand dollars a year. It was gonna be twenty two thousand dollars a year if I wanted. There's money in this. What is this? What did you just materialize money? Hey, now you That's can a, go to Notre Dame. Hundred like bucks? A, it's like a fake hundred. Why does that guy look like James Franco? Big fat James Franco <laughs> here. That's your hundred dollars. There's a hundred fake hundred dollar bill in the the chair here. But my parents uh This is my bonus. They said it? I couldn't afford to go. So then I was like, this is in I think April of my senior year. I'm about, about to graduate. And there was a rule in Texas that if you were in the top 10% of your class, uh for your high school class. Then you were automatically accepted into UT, and that's how I got in. I was just automatically accepted to UT, even though I never applied to go there. Well, that worked out pretty well for you guys. It, huh? it's, it's now like six percent, top six percent. Oh, so could you not like, just got a student loan to go there? I could have, and I ended up paying from like after I switched majors in my second semester of my junior year. My parents were like, "Well, we're not going to fucking pay for you to go into computer science after you've been pre med for three years." So I had to pay for the labs in undergrad for six years because I switched majors, uh, and I ended up paying. Most of it on like credit cards and stuff like that. Matt watched yeah. me when we lived together after college. I paid off twenty one thousand dollars in credit card debt in one year. Jeez, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. intense. Like, I, I had a tech job coming out, and so I just like stayed in the same shitty apartment with the twenty five dollar couch that Matt and I bought our last year in college, <laughs> just to avoid interest. <laughs> I just yeah, I just stayed there and just like paid we it had off. The absolute worst college couch. It literally was twenty five bucks. It was twenty five bucks yeah. well, that we bought from like across the street. And so <laughs> just across the street, not yeah. at a place like it was just no, there and there was a across guy. the street. And so we had to like just pick it up and like carry the couch like down the street, like, down, down Riverside Drive. Yeah, down Riverside. Yeah, <laughs> we looked like just, <laughs> well, we were stealing a couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were stealing a couch. It was but does that make it better? When not a couch that anyone would want to steal, by the way. <laughs> that must make it better though when you look back on that and wait. I haven't seen your house now. I assume it's nice, but to like remember that moment, <laughs> still be, have that couch. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what happened to that couch. I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird apartment. It was. Yeah. There's a photo. It's a. This will date it. It was a Polaroid photo <laughs> oh, of me, you, in. and Joel 
sitting on the carpet eating pizza because we didn't have furniture. So we're just and, uh, sitting like in the here, living room. Here we got a picture of this uh, of the couch actually. It's on this stone tablet. <laughs> <laughs> chiseled it. it. Took a while. It survived all these years. Uh, yeah. But speaking of, sh- uh, your wife tweeted out a photo of you guys graduating college. I yeah. saw. Yeah. That yeah. was uh 1997. Yeah, was uh, that what it was? Yeah, yikes. Yeah. You're rocking a you're rocking a bitching necklace there, Matt. <laughs> I know, right? That's so nineties. T- there it is. Was that yeah. your, that's some fashion right there. Is that your TCB necklace? It was, yeah. You know the TCB. Anna made that necklace. Oh, that's it's awesome. a guitar string uh for the cord. Is, is that really the hat cool. or did you have a widow's peak? That's the that's the what do you call those hats? The mortar board? Mortarboard. Oh, that's the hat. It's the graduation. I kind of look like I have a widow's peak, don't Bernie I? actually does have a widow's like peak. That. Yeah, I always have a little bit. I also wear hundred percent of my weight in my face. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I've, I've always been that way. I was talking with Josh today. He was saying that like we were talking about the diabetes thing because that's what Josh talks about, and uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was saying that uh, people who are predisposed to diabetes are people who wear their weight in their trunk. Like if they get like a big spare tire, yeah. they're more they're. That's what he said. At least. So, so you, you want it up in that in your face. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've always had like. You're in not my gonna face. get face diabetes. What's that? You're not gonna get. Face I come diabetes? from jowly stock. You have diabetes. Jowly stock. <laughs> that would be a terrible diagnosis, wouldn't it? <laughs> Doctor, what's wrong with my face? You have face diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no cure yet for facial diabetes, but <laughs> cool. So Eric, there's the title. Um, <laughs> face diabetes. Face diabetes. <laughs> but uh, your oh. TCB necklace. We recently learned that, that? The, the TCB lightning bolt. Do you know yeah. where that comes from? You asking me? Yeah. Yeah, Elvis. Yeah, but you know where he got inspired by to make that? Oh, no. Please. Shazam. Oh, thank you. He was a huge oh, Shazam light, fan. the lightning bolt. Yeah. Nice. That's that's cool. Damn. And even like the little cape that he wore on stage later in his career, Elvis, with the lightning bolt Shazam stuff, thing. all based on Captain Marvel Shazam. We yeah. have a, cool. a lot of people in the chat who weren't born when that picture was uh, taken. Right, we'll yeah, I think it was one of the first comments on this. <laughs> this guy, sorry, I was not fuck, even I'm alive. as old as these old fucks. <laughs> I was born in 98. Yeah, thank so you that for that person's 21. So how long until someone is hired that was born after the company started? Did, were you talking? Yeah, talking? I, um, I tweeted about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, well, we're now 16 years, so I think within the next two to three years, someone will come probably to the internship program at UT. Someone will come to work here at the office. Within the next two to three years, who was born after the company started? God, that's insane. We're that close to it at this point. Pretty fucking close. Very well, I just saw at the all hands that I've been here for five years. Apparently, I think they counted my full screen time, but like, yeah. time with Screw Attack ten, and then that fight, like it just kind of flew by. It's wild. Yep. <laughs> Man, Eric, you really sprung uh, on your budget there for this that's set good, decor. I love that when you're talking about you time. That's a good sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please be careful with my set decorations. Yeah. Thank you. Here, you want uh, $100? Well, since Gus hasn't been here for your, for a few weeks, uh, I feel like I should do an ad read like him. So, okay, guys. I'm going to read this advertisement. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> How'd I do? Is that the perfect Gus segue of all times? Thank you. <laughs> been sitting here for 580 podcasts. I got it right. Welcome back, Gus. We miss you after four months of being gone. This episode of the Rusty Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Admit it, you think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you would be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. 
That is why Gus uses ExpressVPN. He decided to take action to protect himself from cyber criminals. He uses ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. They have easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that Gus, who is the smartest person in the world, has for himself. So what's this EU thing now with there's other things you can use VPNs for? Like there's, there's this, what's, what's the rule that they just passed in the Article EU? 13. Article 13. So now if you want to like just say, hey, I, I live in America and I can make memes and do these fun things, then you could use a VPN service to do that theoretically, right? If, so if Brexit happens, do you need a VPN to be in England and look at stuff from Europe or vice versa? I mean, I guess, but there's there's already stuff like that, like BBC iPlayer and stuff. You have to be from the UK. Well, regardless, you can protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months of free of ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash rooster. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash rooster for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash rooster to learn more. You know, that's why no one saw his PTO requests. Because he was using a VPN. That's probably what it was. I thought it was like, <laughs> uh, it. it was too anonymous. <laughs> Gus was too well protected. Yep. Or, I, or I broke the system for Matt. One of the two. I'm going to go with that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it's your fault. My, my degree is in computer science. And every, I, I, Adam and Gus are the only people that I trust for when it comes to security. For anything at all. And yeah. I have to admit, I'm woefully behind on my VPN-ness. Mm-hmm. I should have that by now and I just don't. If mm-hmm. you had the... Say there was a, a feature when, when you start a company... You can sign up for something where like a big gong noise goes off when you're exactly halfway through your company's life. Would you want that feature? <laughs> Imagine you just sitting at your desk, it's like bong. That's you're like, oh god, what's what's gonna happen? How many years has it been? <laughs> Jeff Jeff texted us um happy anniversary this morning, and I just wrote back halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy if it's not even halfway yet. What? You're hoping oh, it doesn't last more than 32 years? Is that what you're saying? No, it's not even halfway. I would, it'd be crazy if we're not at the halfway point yet. And then you're, Is that you're, what you said? Yeah. Oh. And then your incredulous laughter didn't instill a lot of confidence What's in, what I'm saying? I think in the people the sitting on the couch. saying like we're at halfway, so the company can't possibly last more than 30 years. 30 no, years. You, I guess it's just, I crazy just don't know how long these companies last. Well, but hopefully we're Warner, not halfway yet. Warner Brothers is 96. Fair play. I'm just gonna keep up with the memes. Yeah. And As someone who did not found this company or slow-mo guys, I'm very uncomfortable. Why? Because I would like to continue to have employment. It's <laughs> <laughs> very important to me and my dependents. It's a good I will show you pictures of after the show. No, just, <laughs> just keep identifying those great podcast title names like Face yeah, Diabetes and Yep. And give everyone less PTO. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've used any of that in ages. Years, maybe. PTO? I don't think so. Yeah. You also don't do your timesheets. <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, since I'm oh, You can't do it from the off- outside well, the I, office. Everyone knows. Your, your inbox must have gotten so much cleaner after Yvonne retired. Dude, 
email you send every out, day about your time sheet. No, she would the, send the out a shameless. It was a shameless. And she yeah. would say, here's everyone who didn't fill out their, their <laughs> time sheets or time cards. I'll be honest with you. And the Dude. best thing about it was, if you were like weeks behind, she would put your name in like three or four Multiple times. Multiple times. So you could see, like scan it and go, whoa, Gavin's got a huge section of like right. six times here. When, when, she, uh, when it was the, the holiday party and she was retiring, she went around the party and giving all these like really heartfelt moments to people. And I, I heard a few of them. <laughs> to me, she had a nice heartfelt moment. And then she said, "Do your timesheets." <laughs> the last thing she ever said to me. <laughs> I, I, I probably have one of these. Oh, you only had two missing on this one. Um, so <laughs> What's good is it went up to all management, right? And so, like, we would see these updates. And I remember once uh, somebody on my team—I won't call them out—but they had forgot to do theirs. It was like the first time that somebody had made it on. It was like, "Hey, just remember, you got to do that." They're like, "Oh, I feel so bad." I'm like, "Don't feel so bad." Gavin's on here like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go see the last one on here that she sent out. Let me see. It's been a while since she sent one. Have you noticed that Yvonne set up a couple couple automated things that I didn't know were automated? That she was the sending calendar, out, yeah, the calendar, like the calendar things, stuff, yeah. and she was sending it out like, hey, keeping everyone up to date on what the calendar is. But then since she's retired, those emails keep showing up from her. <laughs> she she actually retired four years ago. <laughs> she only told Chad. <laughs> it's super weird. That's like get these emails from her. Then I realized, oh, she had automated all that nope. stuff. I thought she was in her office, like diligently <laughs> typing away. No, nah, she was just hunting down Gavin. Timesheets. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do them all in her honor. It's just really annoying to do on your phone. <laughs> were you know. ever? Were you ever? Okay, I made fun of Yvonne for automating it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin something for myself. I uh, my timesheets because I just did a bunch of different stuff, but they determined it's for budgets and things. Like I didn't want to assign my time to podcast and shorts and because it would make the budgets go way up because they were taking like my percentage of the week. Like if I dedicated one day to the podcast and like one day every week of my salary would go to that. And it was like, they didn't calculate for that when they would do the budgets for stuff. So I said to Matt, can I just mark my stuff every week as executive, like hundred percent. And then I just appear on the shows like in the time that I have outside of that. He goes, that's, that's totally fine. So what yeah, I did was I hate I got, it when that happens I, for me. I, I, I had to go through and I had to fill out <laughs> the same thing every week though. It was like hundred percent of my time to the executive category. And I kept doing that every week and finally went to Adam Barrett's office. I go, hey, can you just, can you like write me a little script that automates this? And he said, yes, but do not tell anyone that I did. What? <gasps> and so for years I had mine automated and then it got shut off. So now I feel okay about ratting him out. He should not have done that. That was, that was not good. He's you didn't <laughs> share the wealth with Gavin? Well, I was well, his I all over the place have, though. Yeah. He's got like slow little guy. He's got a Chima hunter. Yeah, but even, even some information's better than none. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that shaming list was so serious that when Ashley was on it one time, and we had like a whole discussion about it at home that was like, hey, you can't you can't you can't get on the shaming list. Once you get on there, you can't get off. <laughs> there was that was somewhere she had more than I did. Yeah, there was one where oh, really? she was what? like beating me. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the week we had the talk. Yeah. Like it's like I, I remember even saying like Gavin's only got two. You had three. On <laughs> you went three weeks without filling up a time card. <laughs> this, those time cards are like contentious too because we didn't have them until 2008. Let's say 2009. This is our catch-all year for everything at this point. Uh, but we got them. We don't have many arguments. Like I can count probably on one hand, like going all the way back to being a company, like actually having like arguments with each other about stuff. Um, there was one time I got really mad at Gus and Jeff, like year three, and was we were yelling. I was yeah, I was yelling in a parking lot, uh, somewhere. It's about who is what? 
It's about what you're gonna eat. No, it wasn't about what we were gonna eat. It was, it was about. It was about. If I recall correctly, the conversation was about feedback. It was about like notes and feedback on our projects and the timeliness of that. And I had just hit a wall because it was like three seasons straight of just up all night, and I, I was pretty angry. <laughs> there was a big fight though over time cards. Like one of the few things we got like people got in an argument over was time cards, and people didn't think that they should have to do their time cards. And it just turned into this big fight over a fucking a little form, a little thing. That was a fight here. Yeah, which clearly Adam Baird can just automate it for you if you just go <laughs> and, and grease the wheels a little bit. But yeah, it's really weird this stuff that that does cause fights. But uh, over the, like sixteen years, there haven't been any like major creative battles or what, what anything actually, like that that I can think of. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to stack up so many that one week I want to have the ability to select timesheets as what I was doing that week. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Dedicate like. Twenty percent of your week to timesheets, one <laughs> full day. To, they'll have to create a new category <laughs> is Chelsea, just so you can build it. Is Chelsea still in the building? Maybe. I wish she would come in. Oh man, I wish she would come in and shame you all in person right now. <laughs> Access to the, you know, she knows all the secrets. I'm re- I'm sorry, I'm reading chat here and I'm getting lost in it. The, the, it's all the memes too. It's like, is this Bernie? Is this the time you punch Jeff? I'm like. When did I punch you? Then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's a, was that a JonTron meme or something? That there was a fight and somebody got punched or something like that? Maybe. Am that I, sounds vaguely familiar. Remember that? Know. Nobody got punched. Nobody's ever you punched. You did scuba on top of him once. <laughs> which oh, that did make him mad. <laughs> that, was in the, uh, that was in the very first short. God, that was funny. We ever did. <laughs> was it the first short? It was the that one in the box. The no, Halo, it was from the Halo disc. No, the, oh, that one. No, I did hit him pretty hard in that. You hit him a bunch. I yeah. think yeah. it was the season. <laughs> Even I was like, you don't need to hit him that hard. And he's like, you were like, yeah, I do. It'll be funny. <laughs> I've, not, I've never hit it's off Jeff. Screen, Bernie. It's fine. You yeah. hit him pretty hard in that. Yeah, I hit him a bunch. Like, no, you were like, we were in a minute. By That's the arcade different. cabinet, where like, yeah. he like, snapped his neck. I spit on him and shoved him. No, I think the box one. spit in his face and shoved him. I think the box one was the season finale of season one. I think that's what it was. Oh, sat, is the time machine on, box. You sat on. Well, he said a scoop, but I just <laughs> I held my nose and I went in backwards oh, right. and I landed right. on him. Yeah. And I was probably about forty pounds heavier back then. So yeah. he was. I, I was in the back room and Jeff came in to sit down at his desk. <laughs> he was like, "Bernie's heavy, dude." <laughs> he was so fucking mad about it. Did he come in pouting or was he like fuming? No, he was just in pain. <laughs> that box was just like a torture device. Oh, Between man. that and Shannon. I don't even know where we got that box. I think it was like a wood crate we found by the dumpster out Wasn't behind it, the old office. Oh, was that what it was? I felt like it was like something that we had ordered like like part of a set or something. It looked pretty fresh. It didn't look like it was on the where street did, for a where while. Where did we order a box? No, no, no. It's the, not order the box, but the box was containing something we had ordered. For <laughs> Congress office? What would that be, though? It was uh, a wooden crate. I don't know. It's kind of equipment? I don't remember now. It's Mati. Is it we Michael? found it in the alley? We assembled Monty. <laughs> we found it in the alley with our, with our couch? Yeah, no, it <laughs> was our couch. Do you remember the other thing we found in the alley that we had for years? Gus? No, we had a cart. <laughs> remember that push cart that we had? It was the one that was push wobbly. Because it was the reason why the hotel had thrown it out is because the top bar was missing. And I was like, ooh, that's a good cart. <laughs> Went, like, pulled it inside, and then we had that cart for probably like five or six years, man. Hey, you remember what else we found in the alley that was useful? <laughs> Remember we found the human turd in the uh, <laughs> torn up milk carton? Oh yeah, that, that was, was awful. Tasted uh, terrible. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> you've got to learn about having a downtown office. And oh, there's just, a, like piles of turd as well. There's <laughs> a, a very popular restaurant here that I I feel like I shouldn't name because I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, they used to have a Sixth Street location, 
and they were always getting <clears throat> broken into. And then it went away, and they have a bunch of other locations now. But I remember talking to somebody from who worked at that location who said, yeah, they, they closed it up after they f- came to work, coming in the back door, and there was a dead body <gasps> on the back door. Yikes. Damn. Yikes. Hooters here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be tough starting your work day. And that'd be tough. That bike. Yeah, be worse to be the dead person. Yeah, a little bit, but well, it's over for them. They don't have to eat there. <laughs> they don't have to eat there. Nobody has to eat there. Yeah, I can see. I was like, why would Matt name the restaurant? But if they had a dead body in their entrance to their building, yeah, that'd be yeah, it'd be you, tough. You wouldn't want to know that. Also, Eric, the reason this fell down is you used masking tape. You didn't even use gaff tape. It's paper, Chad. Yeah, it's yeah, it stays up pretty strong. Yeah, did it? Yeah, well, no, that's wood on the back. If it would have been paper to paper, it would have been great. <laughs> you have so much other tape at your disposal. Mm. Oh, somebody's there. Uh, we go. Offrix one one seven is <laughs> Offrix one one seven. O F R X. Is that a uh, huh? Is that a Halo reference? One one seven. I don't know. No. Some agent. Somebody's asking oh, me, what was this, my depressing travel thing that I talked about, but then didn't go back to. So I've always said. You know, you hear about long flights, you're worried about radiation. Um, and I've always said, well, we know that, like, flying a lot doesn't cause cancer or expose you to a lot of radiations because if that were the case, pilots and flight attendants would have an increased risk of cancer. And sure enough, uh, Harvard just put out a study that says that U.S. flight attendants at elevated risk of several forms of cancer. U.S. flight attendants have a higher prevalence of several forms of cancer, including breast cancer, uterine cancer, gastrointestinal cancer, thyroid cancer, cervical cancer, when compared with the general public. So... What? Yikes! I think you have to start wearing lead suits. I don't know, man. Because that that was the thing, too. It's like, I really think one of the things that that really put the no-smoking thing over the hump was airlines and stewardesses having to, or flight attendants, I should say, having to be on these tin cans with people just smoking nonstop in them. And I really feel like that was a situation everyone could empathize with. Mm-hmm. And that was something that led to no smoking going away. But yeah, it's they're now they're now have conclusive evidence according to Harvard. I trust Harvard. They're a good school. I couldn't afford to go there. They're no Notre Dame, but yeah. <laughs> they're no Notre Dame, but they're a pretty good school. Uh yeah, and that was a new report uh published online in Environmental Health on June twenty-fifth, twenty eighteen. Over the course of their careers, flight attendants are regularly exposed to several known <clears throat> and Probable carcinogens, including cosmic ionizing radiation, disrupted sleep cycles, and circadian rhythms, and possible chemical contaminants in the airplane. Moreover, cabin crews are exposed to the largest effective annual ionizing radiation dose relative to all other radiation workers in the U.S. because of both their exposure to and lack of protection from cosmic radiation. But that's how the Fantastic Four was created. Yeah, in a comic. Yeah, they went up and they got they got hit by. With a cosmic ray? Cosmic ray. Yeah. yeah. So the, the guys mm-hmm. in space must be bombarded with it. Yeah. Like uh, the guy who spent a year in space. Well, it yeah, depends. But they What's more, the age of consent up there? They have more shielding on, on their stuff as well. But yeah, they, they, I mean, cosmic rays, as far as I know, they just pass through everything pretty much. And so you're going to get hit, but I guess it gets a little bit more diffused when it passes through stuff. So I don't know. And uh, I mean, I guess astronauts would be at a higher risk for cancer too, if that's the case. Mind blowing, especially the dude who was up there for a year. You know, yeah. that really messed him up. Like, if yeah, you, if you read about that guy now, yeah. he can't see well, and 
it really just messed up his whole body. Well, that was kind of the really? purpose of putting him up there, right? Was yeah. to figure out what the long-term effects Let's of that are. This guy up. <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose of this mission? We were gonna fuck this guy yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> up there for a year. Yeah, he has so many problems. He, he doesn't have diabetes of his face. Did he, <laughs> did he start to decline when he was on the space station, or was it just on his return? Could, like, could he go back to the <clears throat> space station and be fine? No, I think it. What pole did they put up? Know. Wait a minute. So like he just acclimated to space. So if, is that what you're <laughs> saying? So if he went matter. back there, he's okay. But on Earth, he's bad. Right. Like it's he's uh, <laughs> now he's he's, gra he's gravitized. He's gravitized. So it's like that's like a sad science fiction movie. So he's got to go back it, to space to survive. Yeah. They did that movie. The space it's between like, us or something like I that. I have to live in space, space now. It's a pun. Like you want to come back and see your family, but now you've you've acclimatized where you can only. Stay alive in space. Yeah. So you have to leave your little like daughter and your oh, wife behind. God. You watch she, the expanse. She just it's sad, man. That's a sad movie. You ever watch the expanse? I have the not expanse? seen the expanse. It's a show. So I think it's a sci-fi show. A sci-fi show. Expanse. And they have uh <clears throat> I think I'm thinking about the right one. They've got three major territories. They have Mars, Earth, and then <clears throat> Eros. It's an asteroid. So the people who live there are used to living in very low gravity. And there's even like torture scenes where they bring them to Earth and they just basically have to deal with Earth's gravity and they're, they're not used to being in it. And that's the way they torture someone for interrogation. Any, any Expanse viewers in here? Did I get that right? Chat? Am I right on that? Expanse? Yes, no one. I'm all alone. I'm the only person watching that show, I guess. I, I genuinely worry about the people who are going to colonize Mars. What do you worry about them? You mean Elon Musk? But you think he'll go? That he himself will go? Yeah. Isn't that what he said he wants to do? And that is like his whole game plan? Yeah, but he, he talks chickens out the game. last minute. <laughs> like, you like, you see him, like, you think he's getting on the spaceship. It takes yeah, off. And then, like, <laughs> camera, like, whips over and he's in the corner going, sorry. <laughs> I saw that thing about that one guy. They fucked him up real good. I'm not going up there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'd be great, too, if he, like. I want to get acclimatized up there. If he timed it perfectly where he lands on Mars, steps off the rocket, and then his fucking car <laughs> lands that he lost. And then he just gets in it, like, one smooth motion and drives away on Mars. Yes. That'd be so fucking dope. <laughs> Honey, what's your opinion of Elon Musk? He's crazy. I I don't think. So. I mean, I I really appreciate Elon Musk. And this gonna sound like I'm like a Tesla. Trying to invite him on the what's show. The fanboy what's or whatever. Wasn't, wasn't there like some controversy around him? Well, with the whole tie divers thing. He the just, pedo guy. Yeah, he said a stupid thing. I, he might have been. And that. then doubled down on it. That's the problem. That's a problem. When you double down on something stupid, you say that's that that's a problem. Did he At consider the same that? Time, why are we getting upset about him insulting someone online? Which yeah, shitty. The guy's gonna sue him. And he'll get some money. Good good for him. You know, but. This is a guy who's like doing all the stuff that billionaires you hope are going to do with their money. You know, like he's trying to figure out a way to he's fucking taking <laughs> rockets off and landing them back on a barge somewhere in the middle of the ocean, you know, and figuring out ways to do that in ways that our government is not able to figure it out. And they released their patents on the electric car stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, he released all of Tesla's patents. Is that where all the glitter went? That's where all the glitter. <laughs> he's buying all the glitter. Broadcast. He's yes. taking it to Mars. That's Dude, the, that would the be celebration great. Celebration party is all the glitter. Glitter-powered rocket. I, I just yeah. genuinely no. worry about. The cutthroat, because a lot of the people who are going to colonize Mars know that they, they're going to Mars, they can't ever come back. And to make that decision, it takes like a certain kind of person. Fairies are like, <laughs> well, I fucked up my life here, better start over. And that's going to be the new basis for a new but, colony. <laughs> but isn't that every colony? That's what I was going to say. Like, then yeah. you think of it, it's like everyone who, you know, went to discover the new world yeah. was kind of a savage. 
Yeah. And uh, I guess that's how new colonies are born. This is the British perspective of this. Yeah. <laughs> All the colonists, hey. everyone who left was a yeah. savage. Hey. All my people. I was going to say, you, you chose to come over here, Gavin. Look, it was a little bit before my time. I can we say, were I can already civilized that. by then. <laughs> Gavin let all the savages come and do all the work for him <laughs> in their colonies. But it's true, like, any pioneer is an absolute mm-hmm. lunatic. Mm-hmm. I'll, take a, I'll take a beer. It's a, oh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. But Gus isn't here, so we can stay late. Can we stay late, Matt? We're we to fill out time cards. Eric will love that. Can we stay late? <laughs> hey, we're also supposed to talk about RTX. There's an ad read for it, but RTX <laughs> is a convention that we have every year. So let's talk about RTX. We're gonna have karaoke this year. Are we really? Let me see if there's anything yeah. in here that we should talk about specifically. <laughs> Head over to RTX. Right looking now. forward to karaoke. On the we spot. should start singing July right 5th, now because we know 7th. how much broadcast enjoys that. And just keep singing until we get to RTX. Yes. Oh. Just don't stop. You excited about RTX this year? We're talking about panels. I'm going to have a lot of panels this year, I think. Yep. i got a panel, I think, with a special guest we've got coming. Uh, I've got RT Podcast. Mm-hmm. Got another Rooster panel, like live action and shorts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then now it looks like there's a potential another one that we're doing that's just one of my favorite panels. We're going to do that as well. So I'm going to be pretty stacked with panels on yes. this. Which so- I personally think that's what I would like to see RTX do more and more of. It's more and more panels. Yep. Just because, you know, I do like the individual stuff of seeing people in autograph line, but I'm always very efficiency uh, minded during yeah, RTX. There's so people. many people. Right. Because yeah. there's so many people. And it's like, if it takes two <clears throat> hours to meet about 100 people in an autograph session or 120 that's in Not the exactly session. Not exactly an efficient use of no. time in that respect. Right. And if you multiply that by the number of people that have autograph sessions at, at RTX or I think, I think Rooster the, Teeth, it's not everyone gets to do it. The most efficient way to do it would, it would be actually if you just hung yourself above the convention hall <laughs> and just everyone could just look at you and then you'd <laughs> get the most people involved at once. Why do you think I like Elon Musk so much? I'm gonna get like <laughs> eight <laughs> drones and I'm just gonna fly <laughs> over the convention center and say hi to everybody. In the, in the chat, what's your favorite part of RTX? Well, in, in the chat, everybody. To RTX. Karaoke confirmed at RTX? Matt, you gonna do karaoke? Yeah, I'll do karaoke. Yo, will you do karaoke during the uh, Ask the CEO panel? Oh, that's a great idea. The Ask the CEO panel is the one panel, and I shouldn't say this because I always sit in the back, but it's the one panel that I always attend. Like, I, I don't think I've missed a single one of those at any that's of the That's crazy. R- I've missed a few. RTX. <laughs> <laughs> at every RTX. That's how I know how to steal your punchlines, man. Like, I, gotta go to your, I gotta go to your panel so I can do research. Come Hooters in here and snipe your Damn jokes. it! Hmm. <laughs> But uh, like a billionaire. I was just down uh, in the Virgin Islands, and your billionaire, the non-savage billionaire, Richard Branson, Branson. He's, a, he's a billionaire, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So we actually got off course because we were sailing to this uh, place. It was um, called the Bitter End, which is this bay. It's on the north side of this island. But just north of that island is um, an island called Mosquito Island and another one called Necker Island. Well, I'm not choosing Mosquito Island. Right, exactly. Why would you go to Mosquito <laughs> Island? Right. And Space I, Diabetes I, Island doesn't have too many <laughs> <visitors>. <laughs> Fuck this guy up island. <laughs> Richard Branson no. owns Necker Island. He owns the island. So we're going and somebody on the boat was saying, that's Richard Branson's house right there. And people on the boat had the binoculars looking at this like, it looks like an evil lair. Lair, You know, yeah, like for yeah. some evil genius, evil supervillain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got confused. I got, we got off course because I kept trying to like steer on this side of the island because it's Richard Branson's island. And then we finally realized, oh no, that's a different island. This is Mosquito Island. He also, by the way, owns this one. And this is where he has his house as well. So he owns two fucking islands out there. It's like, okay, that's great. Good for you. But did he get you're, not, you're not 
you know, putting us on Mars with yeah. your two islands. Good you for know? war balloon yeah. fights, though, to have two islands. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> but like, he's got like trebuchets, like the biggest. <laughs> it is the way you describe it, though. It is interesting how just tons and tons of money always kind of seems evil. <laughs> he's, like, he's just got a nice house, but it looks like an evil layer just from yeah. the way movies have trained us. Also, people give shit, <laughs> well, like, whenever, whenever super, super rich people spend money, and I'm kind of doing that with this Necker Island, Mosquito Island thing, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, that's way better than just them hoarding a bunch of money and sitting on it, you know what I mean? And this, this area in particular was, two Is years it ago, it was, like, completely wiped out by Hurricane Irma, I believe, mm. came through there. So, like, <clears throat> that whole side, like, if it came from that direction, from the east, everything in that direction is just completely being rebuilt. Do you think anyone lives under the ocean? That we don't know about. James Cameron. I think he lives there. Oh <laughs> he went God. deepest, right? He went to the bottom of the, the <laughs> ocean before anybody else. That's another weird thing. Of all people, James Cameron was the first person to go to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Was that because of Titanic? Yes. Yeah, I think he got started on it, you know, and then got a little passion project going. Mm -hmm. That's weird, though. It's right? weird. It's like something you don't think about when you think about James Cameron. Did you, did we, have we, have we played the game? As you want to do. That's right. <laughs> Just on weekends, I start thinking about James Cameron. Well, he's come up recently because of Alita. And uh, yeah. I made the comment on the podcast today, or a few weeks ago, before Gus's vacation, a month and a half ago. Um, uh, we talked about Alita coming out, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to fucking bomb. It's going to lose $250 million. And I was like, how do you bet against James Cameron in yeah. this day and age? Like, every movie, Titanic was going to be a bomb. Avatar was going to be a bomb, you know, and now Alita has made like God knows how much overseas. Once again, proving that the U.S. market is really not that important anymore yeah, to yeah. these big blockbuster movies. Did you but, guys get you know, thing? But Rosas, Rose, Andrew Rosas made a really crazy comment to the people that were working over in the Rushi content office. We were talking about James Cameron and, and Avatar. Hold on a second. He goes, Avatar is the number one movie of all time, right? And we said, yes, that's right. He goes, everyone in this room has seen Avatar. It's the biggest movie ever. And we're like, right. And he goes, name one character from the movie. And none of us could name a single Jake character. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. We, the only reason I remember yeah. is because of Elise in that fun <laughs> video where she dressed up like Avatar. But it was literally 10 people. Jake no one could come up with a single character name from Avatar. That's fascinating to me. Mm. The people were called the Na'vi, right? Right. I also remember Unobtainium, but that's about oh, it. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah. Like, what was the name of Giovanni Rabisi's character in that? Bad what was guy. the name of the sergeant? Like, the, the jar-headed guy. The guy, the guy what was Sigourney the Weaver's character's name? Doctor. That's right, Doctor. <laughs> I mean, doctor you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is that? It, isn't, it doesn't apply to Titanic and stuff. No. I remember those characters. Or things. Star Wars or Aliens or other James Cameron movies. Terminator. Yeah. You know, I can name characters. Sarah Connor. I can name characters from movies. Sarah couldn't name Connor. a single fucking character. I couldn't even name Jake Sully. Jake you couldn't name Jake Sully? No, I, in fact, if, until Chad, Chad kind of ruined it by saying it, but I was I'm curious sorry. if you were going to be able to say Jake Sully. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just here to ruin things. That's okay. Jake Sully. Just like <laughs> you did that punchline earlier. Hooters there. But I'd be curious. I, I was curious if you could come up with it. Did you remember you Jake Sully until he said it? I, I was going to say Sully. I would have said Sully. I didn't remember this. I think Su I, I, I think remember Sully's the Jake the way, Sully thing now. I think Sully is the way they pronounce it. The, the, the way the Navi pronounced Jake right. Sully. Yeah. <laughs> but they <laughs> called him. True, true. Sorry. The Marine drill sergeant guy called him Sully, right? Probably. I think so. He, he was in the mech at the end. Yeah. He pulls out the big yeah. knife. He's got a bunch yeah. of great great lines, so. Name he one. does? Name yeah. one. Uh, uh, not while I'm still breathing at the end, when he, right? <laughs> yeah, and then he says the uh, low gravity makes you soft. When yeah, he's like yeah. pumping iron. He's, oh, like, okay. he's like benching like yeah. 400 pounds or whatever. <laughs> what a great the, character his, introduction. What's his speech when he's like... 
like this planet is filled with things that'll like squat in the mud and eat your eyeballs for jujubees. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm head of security. It's my job to save you, but I will not succeed. Not with all. Not of with you. all of you. Yeah. See, it's you can name the lines, but you can't name yeah. the fucking character. It's fucking weird, right? It's I wonder weird. if that movie still looks decent. Let me ask you a question. This yeah. Matt Hollum has a very long career in visual effects. Let me ask you this. Mm. There's one visual effect they still can't get right in movies, and I don't know why they can't get it right. One thing they have mastered is the ability to make someone look younger. Like in the Marvel movies, like Captain Marvel, that was fucking crazy how they made everyone look younger. Right. Yeah, although did you see the side-by-side the -side comparisons of Samuel L. Jackson from Captain Marvel and him in Die Hard 3 where he's the literal age of... Yeah? Okay. Really. It's, it's really interesting because he's like... Just he's overall like narrower. Mm -hmm. He's really you know? skinny. Which in Goodfellas too? In, in real life, in, in real life, he's narrower. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to make a baseline from the guy you yeah, know today. You know today. Yeah. The weird one to me was actually from Civil War when they had the teenage Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I remember yeah. him from like less like less than zero. Yeah, when his parents was he had that flashback with yeah. his parents. It was like fucking a. That's crazy. Oh yeah. So which is which? That's uh, on the right is Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, hundred percent left is uh, Die Hard. Yeah. But why can't they get this right, Matt? And this will, we can end on this. Why in movies can they not get right? It was an Avatar, and it was also just recently in a very high-fidelity movie, Infinity War. Oh, shit, they can't it? get it right when they've got a guy in a mech and his head is coming out of the mech. Yeah. What is it? What is <laughs> it wrong? It always looks the wrong size. It does. It, to me, it's the movement yeah. is wrong. I and think the it's because there's no way you actually see the guy's head. Yeah. Like, from the angles they choose. Like... You would be below the threshold of, you know, you just see like the, his hairline or something. Oh, I also true. feel like so they're putting him in an awkward position to begin with, and then the lighting's wrong because he'd be almost completely in shadow. Yeah, it never casts the right shadow on his body. I think yeah. is a huge right. problem. So it's just, I think it's all cheats. But yeah, there's like a ton of shots in Infinity War, like especially towards the end mm -hmm. with Mark Ruffalo, where you're like, <laughs> even even the way background it just looks like the head's just bobbing. Yeah, back there. Yeah. And those are, I mean, it's like, they're just, it's just a bunch of cheats. And if it, he know? takes it off. Your, as, your eye as knows a, when it's fake. As a joke, he takes it off. Hmm. You know, like, because yeah, yeah. when Thor shows up and he ha! pulls the helmet that off. That part, yeah. Yeah, but I'm watching he's, all he's the MCU. Tonight's Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're almost, still, that's the only one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one yet either. We're going in chronological order narratively. Oh, so oh, narratively, got it. Captain America was first. Captain Marvel oh, so is if we, next. If anyone's doing that, they have to go and see Captain Marvel while it's still out. Otherwise, they won't be able to do that. Well, we saw Captain Marvel then. Uh, no, I guess we did see Captain America and then go, excuse me, go see Ca <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> a little burp escaping there. Uh, then we saw Captain Marvel, which is in the 90s. Uh, and then it just goes forward from there. Because all most of Captain Marvel is in the 90s. I haven't That's been cool. watching them in order, but I've watched a bunch of them recently. Still really hard to beat the Iron Man. The first Iron Man. First yeah, Iron Man is one of my favorite of all time. I think a lot of that as well. He, he's in a real Iron suit or a real metal suit and not has having his face and then Iron Man in. 2 was a letdown, and then you thought it couldn't get worse, but then Jesus, Iron Man 3, what a piece of shit. Gotta hate that movie. Really? It is. I got one problem with it. That's such a poorly written, oh god, there's so many plot holes in that movie. Hey, if you were to kidnap the president, would you put him in his own, like, fully weaponized and armored escape vehicle? Oh. Because no. they did, and in case you're wondering, yes, it was still weaponized, because remember, they went up and just pulled his wrist up to blast the rope and set him free. Like... There's so much dumb bullshit in <laughs> that movie where, like, 
Tony's like, oh, hey, you can't use these suits because they're only programmed to me. All he had to do was say the words, they're not programmed to you, but they didn't do that. He said they're only programmed to me, which is why it doesn't make sense when Pepper Potts grabs a fucking arm of it later and punches the dude. There's so much- God, I hate that movie. I'm a big Iron Man fan, and Iron Man 3 is a piece of trash. I, I, I just watched a, a compilation of all of the times he got into the suit, or in or out of the suit, and the evolution of the different ways he puts on the suit is really funny. But they're all cool. Kind of yeah. like, you can't look away. Except for, yeah. I think, the everyone, nano stuff is the nano weak. stuff everyone felt was like, you know, it, it is a natural evolution, I think, for in, in sci-fi. They, they gotta do something bigger every single time. Mm -hmm. To me, the ultimate was when he's in Monaco and puts on the Suitcase suit, I just fucking love that because as a kid growing up reading Iron Man, the suit came right. flipping open this briefcase, and he's got the Iron Man suit in there. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see that. But the yeah. way they did it in the movie was drastically different, but still really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's okay if the Mandarin blows up your house. Um, I mean, you're you're clearly left defenseless because you know in this continuity he doesn't have all the hundreds of suits built down into the tower. Okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna go with that. Oh wait, never mind. He did, and at the end he just calls house party for some reason, and now they all come. Oh, let's give Tony Stark PTSD because he needs a weakness. Actually, he's the first character that actually had like a true like let's bring alcoholism into the light as a serious problem. He did. That's what Tony does when shit happens. And they don't go that route because they did that a little bit in two and they didn't want to be redundant. So they gave him PTSD. I'm sorry. I was actually really surprised <laughs> that they didn't tackle the alcoholism thing in the movies any more than they did because it was right? such a big part of the comics. Imagine if they had done that with three. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. That he crawls into a hole and he drinks and he's drinking himself to death and like that. I think and that's were, what his character does and that's what anyway. I think they were in full MCU mode at that point and they had to address the Avengers alien stuff And so that's how they were gonna do it Although yeah. he could have been drinking to try to get over that. Yeah, I will say this though Captain America Iron Man I love Iron Man more, but after watching all the MCU movies again I have to, I have to acknowledge I really like the first Iron Man the second one's okay. The third one was okay I liked yeah. it a little bit more watching it this time, but I remember I hated it in theaters uh, My problem was there's no Iron Man in that movie like for 75% of the movie and then the last five minutes, there's way too much Iron Man. It's just like, it's way too much. Um, but Captain America, first one's okay. Winter Soldier and Civil War are fucking great. They oh, are so good. They are really they're not, great. They're movies. hardly even yeah, Captain I know. America movies. I know, you know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I mean they're good movies. Don't get me wrong. Like I have no complaint about them, but it's not like the Iron Man movies were mostly <clears throat> about Iron Man with all their mistakes. But the Captain America movies, the first one was a Captain America movie right. for sure. Yep. And then the next two were kind of just bridge movies for the MCU rest of the movies, MCU. Yeah. yeah. Great. Really great. But like maybe not a Captain America movie. I just don't think the Captain America origin is as exciting as the Iron Man one. I agree. Like they just had to kind of get that one out of the way. But yeah. it's not oh, it's not an overly exciting story. And but I love what they do with the character. But I know exactly what you're saying too, because in Civil War, I couldn't help but notice this time when I was watching it how they basically just keep Iron Man out of the movie as long as they possibly can until he's needed. Like right. the whole thing with the embassy at the beginning where T'Chaka gets killed, right? you know, and that whole thing. Uh, he's out of the movie that entire time. Like he's not on that mission. It's uh, uh, Black Widow scene. and Falcon. Falcon, by the way, is way cooler in the movies than he is in the comics. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch is in there as well. Yeah. But yeah, Iron Man is not there on that very important mission for some reason. Speaking of keeping people out of movies, like, I love the way that they try and dance around characters with, like, vast power discrepancies, like Thor 
And I thought they did a really good job. Or Vision, yeah. yeah. So like Thor and Vision and, and Scarlet Witch. Those three characters are super problematic because they're like insanely powerful. And so a lot of like the struggles that are happening, these characters would just wipe the floor with it. So that's why like Thor had to go on his whole thing to like rebuild the new hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Vision, they were just like, I don't know, have have a goblin just stab him in the back when he's thinking about love. Uh, and so. And then with Scarlet Witch, they're just like, oh, she just like fuck everybody up, but she's here. Um, well, she really cares about Vision, so uh, you stay there and guard. And I love that line too when she finally comes back and like, and why was she staying behind? Right, because it would fuck up the movie uh, <laughs> the whole time. But I think one of the like biggest story problems or like character problems. They're two great movies, but Thor Ragnarok to um, Infinity War, like Thor is in entire like reason for being in Ragnarok is to figure out that he's powerful like the power of the lightning comes from within himself mm -hmm. and not yeah. from the hammer or some device he needs <clears throat> and then the solution for him for his character arc in Infinity War is completely the opposite he, like he has to have some kind of weapon in order to you know have yeah like the That's like the true. like the internal yeah. theme is like he has to have it to have self self goes self back worth, on everything he learned in Ragnarok and then he needs yeah. to have to have his powers yeah yeah but it's like the both those movies, though, are fantastic movies. Mm -hmm. Like, if and you hadn't bit, seen one or the other. The bit where he comes down with his axe. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, it's like one of the most exciting moments, I think, in all of movie history. Yeah. And it, all it is, it, it, is just a character coming back. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not like anything's even happening. It's just like, look who showed up. And it's like... Oh, well, then he does. I mean, he just starts laying he waste does, to but, I mean, they've all been fighting, like, for tons of movies already. That grand, yeah. that grand entrance was, I read, was also supposed to be Captain America's coming back, whereas he kind of steps out of the shadows in Infinity War now, when Captain America kind of returns to the team after Civil War. Mm. That was supposed, that big entrance was supposed to be reserved for Captain America, they just couldn't figure out how to do it. Huh. Mm. So they worked in with Thor. It did well with I think Thor. Entrance, Captain America's entrance is also great in that movie. It is really good. Yep. I think a lot but of it, they gave it away in the fucking trailer. Just like if you go back and watch so Thor Ragnarok. Dude, Thor, go watch the Thor Ragnarok trailer today. They gave away everything about that movie. Really? Thor Ragnarok. It, even like the like the biggest moments in the movie, like when Thor discovers that the power is in him and he's the god of thunder, that moment is in the trailer. And it's like, I, I, I guess maybe they didn't have enough faith that this goofy movie was going to turn out to be so good. It's my favorite, personally, of the whole MCU is Thor Ragnarok. It's a great movie. But uh, yeah, that trailer is like, gives tons of stuff away. Dude, anyway, we should wrap right, up. Right. So we get what, we can uh, save some more Marvel talk for the post show. <laughs> hey everybody, thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. If you are watching this live, thanks for joining us during this free 24-hour period of first access. If you have enjoyed it, why not be a first member all the time? And then you can enjoy this every single week of your life for the, until Gus gets back 6 months from now. Then you see it. <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody. Thanks. Bye. At least Bye. 16 more years. Minimum.